Joshua Adam William Arbuth, not with Sound 60 Dangerous, Devin Ear. He's the eldest boy, it's Devin Seal. Fuck you, cousin. The and eldest boy. It's a, it's a succession joke. Okay. And the, the movie Magnet, the one and the only, the kingdom and premium of pop culture and movies, Adam Diesel Powell. Yo, what's going on? excited for this one yeah it was uh man it was we were talking about before i feel like this year my tv is like here and my gaming is like on the top level and movies is like down in the dirt and that's nothing against movies because this was a great movie year i just played way more games and watched way more tv than i went to the movies this year and it's nothing to do against any quality of movies i'm the exact opposite yeah figured <laughs> i'm like Devin movies somewhere in the middle so yeah. many movies see that's why we both love and loathe adam's opinions a lot of times because he opens our eyes but yet shuts out some of the uh some of the interesting things like you know now ne- quite literally i might most of my categories might be succession categories and now i can't say anything about any of the episodes because i don't want to ruin it for adam that's fine ruin away <laughs> it's, it's it's been post i've tried it and yeah he still i think he still looks at it as way too serious arrested development that's that's one of the problems yeah. i'm just gonna be happy when people stop talking about it because it's gonna just die out it's not gonna be a show that people think about 10 years down the road we'll see but can't wait can't wait we, we started off here <laughs> with the best new show and uh adam i'll let you start i come in well we were talking about a bunch of these shows already oh man this is such a i have four in this category and i'm still humming yeah, this was a this was stacked this year but i think i'm gonna go the one that we were talking about before that josh wasn't sure would make it so i'm gonna bring it up here and i'm gonna choose beef good yeah it was really as good. best new show that really i think good. it I was is this limited i'm not sure if it's a lim... i think it's a limited series i think that's what they got on okay then i might be able to make it in then but we can call it a new show yeah we can call it a new show new and limited are the same it doesn't matter um i had a few other ones that'll probably come up later but um yeah i really like beef um it was just a solid Really a solid like encapsulated idea that just like worked really well together great actors i i've seen it on um some list as um some people's best show of the year and i have no problem with that because i mean when you look at the top we'll go through tv there's like five shows if you told me that was your favorite show or you thought that was the best show this year i have no argument mm. mm-hmm. yeah really so, it really kind of was like a buffet of of television it kind of there's there's many options for everybody depending on what your taste if you wanted pure yeah. comedy dark comedy satirical comedy drama comedy drama you, you were you're the pick of the litter especially mid-spring mid-spring we were spoiled we were absolutely spoiled 
Uh, my uh, my new sh my best new show is The Last of Us. Now there is a lot of hesitation how good this would be, uh, you know, because of what we've had from video game properties. I think that's a minor story this year is how good the transition from video properties have been this year. And Last of Us did an absolutely banger job. If you played the game, it was did a good storytelling of that. Added a different element with the hive mind. You got great uh, performances from Pedro and from Bella, and uh, HBO got another hit in their hands. What else can I say, Dev? Uh, I think that's a great choice. Um, my popular choice would be Last of Us because, quite simply, it lived up to the hype. Yeah. No more, no less. I can't. I can't give Last of Us as much love as you guys, just because I'm mad that they're not coming back to Calgary to film the next. It, can't, it makes more sense. It makes more sense. I know it makes more yeah. sense, but it, it yeah. was such a big thing for the city. Dude, yeah, it was um, at my alma mater. Really exciting. The fact when I yeah. saw Sate, uh, you know, someone that here that went to Sate and seeing that and just kind of like, wait a minute, that looks like Sate. That is Sate. Yeah. Just kind of seeing yeah. your alma mater on, on TV. It, it's cool. Uh, my popular or my personal choice though is probably Scavengers Reign, the HBO animated show. Nice. Yeah, because it's just it's, it's one of those shows that flew under the radar, but you've been like, a big component of that show all year. It it just blew the ratings doors wide open. Um, it's just hard to find, unfortunately. Nice. Uh, next up, we have breakout actor. I guess I'll go with this. Ah, no, I'm going to let uh, Adam go again for the acting category. Want me to go again? All right, yeah. we're going to have to. I have to do this every year. I have to talk about um, something in particular, so I might as well throw it out here. Like um, the breakout actor of the year is Benny Safdie. Yes. Oh, um, he was just in everything <laughs> this year. Um, he's an Oppenheimer. Does that like questionable but amazing Russian accent? Um, then he's killing it in the curse. Uh, like he's one of the best parts i mean that show's hard to say what the best part is but he's like amazing in it and then he was also in that movie are you there god it's me margaret and like channeling his inner um albert brooks a that little a bit like movie, by 30s the way. jewish dad it's so good so like, that good. was another that's what i mean like i did my top 10 list this year and that didn't make it but it was so close like i love that movie mm. and he's so good in it so benny safety breakout actor year because he's been doing a lot for a while but i think this was his year shining as an actor uh mine was a, a maybe not like as a greater as an actor but i think showing what he could do and about to become a big star i think you're going to see him in a lot of movies especially action movies and from reacher it's alan richson who really seems to have jumped into the scene and has a chance to kind of be the next big action star we haven't had anyone really take that baton for a while Everyone absolutely loves him in Reacher. He's been able, he's been in things throughout the year. He was in Turtles. He was in Blue Mountain State, but he never really seemed to hit that next level. And now with Reacher, it seems like the book is open for him and he's going to get an opportunity to hit a lot of things and really hitting that next level of stardom. That's a great choice. Dev? I'm looking, I'm looking at the Reacher poster right now on my computer. Right. That's too <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah, it's, it's really funny. Um, I'm looking this guy up. I have no idea who he is. He's ginormous too, he's right? Ginormous, yeah. Yeah, holy. Crap. This was half my dad's pick too. I let my dad have a bone in this. I was just gonna like, ask, say, like, it's a it's a, it's a 50, 50 pick. For, I'm not watching it as much. 
but I, I every like Nick, Nick, Nick was a big component of this too. Nick hasn't shut up about this guy. Well, and the one Reacher, thing that you hear about this Reacher, this version of Reacher, is that it's incredibly faithful to the books, which the yeah. Tom Cruise ones were not. And so anyone who who is a fan of the series is like really, really happy. A Reacher fanboy. And, hey, Tom Clancy fans are another level, sure. man. Like um, R.I.P. Uh, my choice, and this might be controversial, but I feel like I can kind of back it up. Like you're talking breakthrough as in like, I'm going to define breaking through as reaching like another stratosphere. And yeah. I think, I, I think what the Hollywood media machine is doing to us is it's making Chalamet an A, mm-hmm. like, like basically the next Brad Pitt. Uh, I know he was a household name beforehand. I know he really broke onto the scene much earlier but with this whole Wonka push that they're doing, he's basically any, he's basically like the new Tom Holland, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, that makes sense for everything they're doing with him. I have no critique. Yeah, I can see that. And one. and it's and it's rolling to next year, right? Yeah. I mean, it whether or not we if if Dune came out when it was supposed to, yes, would have been a huge year for him, right? Well, just even like how he's become part of like the cultural fabric. He's dating a Jenner. He's sh- he's showing up to all these nba games he's is friends he? with yeah he's friends he with dating? one of the jenners i don't know kendall kylie <laughs> karen whatever uh he's he's friends with like hideo kojima now so like what can't this guy do now whether or not we we like him or we believe in him is another story but hollywood's telling us we should so all right next up dev you can go and give us breakout actress Oh my God! Wait, I put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> do you want? Do you want it to go back to Adam and I? Um, I think I need a minute. I'm just okay, trying well, to go, go with my notes. Yeah, mine. We we saw her in Game of Thrones, but Bella Ramsey is mine this year. She took the role of Ellie, and you know, myself and a few other people that were fans of Last of Us. You know, initially when you saw her in the trailer, we weren't really sure. I mean, I believe I talked about it in my most anticipated last year. She was the part I wasn't sure about as Ellie because that was such a crucial role. Joel's a, there's a million guys that can play Joel, but Ellie is such a important role in the Last of Us, maybe the most important role. And I wasn't right. sure, you know, I thought she was good in, in 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 Thrones, but man, she nailed that. She's a great actress, and other things she's done, she's done fantastic. But Last of Us really was her standout role to go forward now to the point where it's like, yeah, it has Bella Ramsey, and you're in. Well, I got mine. Okay. Is it um, Ramsey? It is not. It's uh, <laughs> it's Ao Adabiri. Wait, wait. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I, Ao is my runner-up. Be- oh well, man, I didn't even think about her. Right. Um, she That's a great. From, she went from the girl, the girl from the bear, to then being the the girl in the bear, Clone High, uh, April O'Neil and Turtles. Yeah. And I think at least one other thing. That bottoms. 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 Yeah. Thank you. Like, and she did best this movie of, called The, the best Sweet part of Bottoms. Yeah, she's somebody. And she, and she runs shit on a letterbox. Does she and really? She's awesome. She like no, but she's like she has an account and she's really funny and she has a shit ton of followers. I I didn't know that there was letterboxed uh, letterbox influencers, but I'm really happy that that's a thing. Well, I mean, she's famous person who has oh for sure but if she if people like enjoy her content then she has a really interesting sense of you know sense of the community like 
she's someone like I talked about Chalamet not uh, not buying into Chalamet. I I definitely buy into her. Yeah, definitely. Now I'm mad that I didn't choose this because <laughs> she was with, great. But she was good. Um, I I went with a little bit of a different one rather than like stepping up a level. Somebody who was like brand new. Um, and it's from this movie called A Thousand and One, which is amazing. It's on Amazon Prime, and it's Tiana Taylor, nice, who uh, is a musician or has been a musician in the past. So she's already pretty famous, but this was kind of her first real take at acting outside of like a music video. Yeah, and she was unbelievable. She like runs this this entire film, like carries it on her back, about like a single mom who's lost her son and has to basically kidnap him back and run away with him and try to like raise him. Um, and she's just like, she's very, very good in it. It feels very, very real. Nice. And I mean, I've, I will say we've had Adam say his breakout stars. They really burst out the next, uh, the mm. next year afterwards. So it's something to keep an eye on when they're two uh, years they're two years away from being two years away two years away from being two years away and by (laughs) god oh i don't know this that's senator's music was then and was then and with a chair with the chair chair table god so senator we're only three deep in all right so we'll get you to come we'll go back to the start really quick here okay Uh, tell us your best new show oh man that's that's a tough one um and while you're while you're thinking about it, I can tell you I did Last of Us, Adam did Beef, and Devin did Scavengers Range. I am going to choose. Oh man, wasn't Bookie. Bookie. Okay. Tell us about it. Never heard of it. Uh so Bookie is a Chuck Lowry produced show. Oh, it's this about, one that has Charlie Sheen in it, right? It's the one that had Charlie Sheen in the f- episode one. Uh, it's about two guys that are bookies that, but they aren't successful, <laughs> and they are trying their hardest to go. They're trying their hardest to collect money, but they're really not good at it. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's I think five episodes in. Came about the, starting the end of twenty twenty three. So. Nice. It's either five or six episodes in, so I'll choose Bookie just because, yeah, it's pretty, pretty hilarious. I like it. And then best a breakout actor and actress for actor go first. I picked Alan Richin from uh, from Reacher. Adam picked Benny Safdie, and Devin picked Timothy Chalamet. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I'm horrible with names of people, but okay. we're really good. It's, a, it's the same. <laughs> I was actually choosing the same person for Reacher. Okay. That was go. actually going to be, Boom. be my Let's choice. Go. Reacher oh. gang. Got two dads in the chat. Okay. <laughs> I'm rocking uh, a dad hat right now. It's all good. <laughs> and then breakout actress. I had Bella Ramsey uh, from Last of Us. Devin had uh, AO, who was in uh, The Bear, Turtles, Clone High, a bunch mm-hmm. of bottoms. And Adam picked Tiana Taylor. What did Tiana Taylor do? I know she did the this one movie, movie called but... uh, A Thousand and One. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like amazing in it. Like first thing she's ever acted in. Unless you consider. Um, Music videos. Was... No, no. Unless you consider uh, Sweet 16. 
uh, acting <laughs> job because that's I do she not originally, where she originally got that. started. <laughs> um, really, that's amazing. Yeah, that's where that's where everyone kind of met her. She was on Sweet Sixteen, and then and then music, and she's just too damn talented. Um. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't think I have one for best actress at this point right now. Did you copy Adam's homework then? Well, you can never go wrong with Tiana Taylor. I just think that um for me, I think 2023 was a lot of reality TV. Yeah. So it's kinda it's kinda hard for me to choose like a breakout person for that because you really don't gotta act. It's kind of whatever. Okay, so we'll leave you blank on that one, unless you want to go Tiana yeah. Taylor. I'm always go Tiana Taylor. So, so always go. I'm looking this up. Tiana Taylor was with Pharrell. She at was the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, what? so she was she this? was originally signed to she was originally signed to Star Trek, and that's when and it was shortly after she was on Sweet Sixteen. Oh, okay. And then Pharrell <laughs> didn't do anything with her, and then. She ended up signing Wild. to good music after that. And that's where everyone kind of saw her music career take off. But she was originally signed to Star Trek. Wow. All right. We go up next to Best Cinema Experience. Devin. Did you go to the cinema this year? I did. Uh, I Barbenheimer. Great. Mm. I'm trying to think of how many other times I went, which is really, oh, uh, well, I went to Boy in the Heron recently. That's probably default my my best experience. If not, the other answer is uh, the explosion in Oppenheimer. Yeah. The practical effects of Christopher Nolan. So they're not great answers, but it's all I got. Okay. Um, I heard rumors he actually dropped an atomic bomb for that movie. Is that true? you know what (laughs) (laughs) i did have that conversation with my family this christmas when we watched it on tv i was like yeah like he actually like they made like a practical miniature effect of this exact explosion and they were like they they detonated an atomic bomb i was like no (laughs) they use science like where would they just drop an atomic bomb and we not hear about it didn't they use science to make the atomic bomb Ah, hey, you got Don't me. Don't try there, to convince man. me otherwise. Full circle. Just hand waving. Uh, can you explain quantum mechanics to me? <laughs> yes, I can. While we have sex. <laughs> Actually, that's that's probably my cinema moment, moment okay. of the year. Florence Pugh is, is Florence Pugh being like explain quantum mechanics to me? And no, he no, goes, that was Emily Blunt. Oh, was it? It was Emily Blunt. I forgot. Oh, I'm God. sorry. But they also banged, didn't they? <sighs> Who wouldn't want to bang Celia Murphy? That's my bad answer to this category. Next answer, <laughs> Adam. Uh, I had a bunch this year. Um, I saw Eternal Sunshine for the Spotless Mind in cinema, which was awesome. Um, seeing Barbie in a theater was amazing. Um, I saw a surprise screening of Talk to Me, which was really cool, not knowing what I was going to see. Um, but the winner is another surprise screening I got to see at Cuff was for this movie called The People's Joker. And it's this indie movie that's uh, a trans queer 
reimagining of Batman and like the, the whole Gotham world. And it got season desist letters from WB and all this shit, but they think it's fair use and they put it out there and it's wild and it is awesome. It's so good. And uh, it's actually getting, they're, they're getting through with the fair use fight and it's going to come out in theaters in a few months. Nice. Like People's it. Joker. And the director Skyped in for a Q&A and it was really cool. Dope. Um, I had a really good one, but I think it's more in the local moment. So I'll save that for a local moment. And mine was just uh, going to Spider Society and Spider-Verse and seeing all the different spider people and just kind of nerding the fuck out like I never have before. Just be like, oh, that and that and that and just being like, I wish I could pause this right now because I want to know who all the different spider people are right now. And then more pronouncedly getting to see uh, Donna Glover as the Prowler. I mean, like, okay, what what is this? What's going on? So uh, seeing Spider Society was my moment and just... Going with Joel too, and we're both like looking at each other and just like, holy shit! Like, I don't like to talk in theaters, but that was like the closest I was to like trying to start a dialogue in the middle of a of, of a theater. Um, Senator. Um, to tell you the truth, I've never been much of a movie theater person, so that's so that's uh, a tough one for me, but I can tell you. For what I do, what I do, what actually helped with the movie, with the cinema experience. So I'll go with Barbie, and that is because on um, a lot of times when I DJ at Joey Chinook, the theater is right there. So seeing a lot yeah. of people come in dressed in their Barbie outfits and <laughs> going to enjoy the movie, that was kind of like an experience because you don't really get to see so many people that actually dress up for a movie and they, and there was a lot of people that would dress up before they went or even after the movie, they would come by to grab some food and listen to some music. So I'm going to go with Barbie for that one. All right. Next up, Senator and Devin, you can take a break because this is the best SIF moment and neither one of you guys have one of those. So what I want to say, you came to sit. What I want to say is, so Adam, I met you last year. (laughs) Yeah, probably about that. About yeah, last year. This is something that I do want to do this year, like this year coming up. Well, we'll see. We got we got in trouble last year. So see. No, I mean like just general. Oh yeah, just in general, right? Like I think check it out. Yeah, I think I've never actually been. I've never actually been like a movie theater type guy or to go to like festivals or suffer. Like I went to TIFF once and that was an experience, but I'm just not really the movie guy outside of my house. Like I like being able to fall asleep and wake up. And if I need to start (laughs) from there, I can start from there. But I think that one of my goals for 2024 is to actually come out and support so I will be doing that this year. Love Sick. it. Um, I'll do mine really quick. That's your SIF moment. About it. I like it. That's my SIF okay. moment. My SIF moment is meeting Adam. Okay. That's my SIF moment. Um, I'll go because Adam will go longer. And then Devin, Ryan, I'm assuming you're skipping because you had nothing to do with SIF this year. Um, 
mine was uh, getting to interview Alex Eskandarka uh, about Black Bull Coaching, which is a really cool film. And, you know, Alex and I go back. We've had some really cool and important conversations throughout the years. And this is a very important movie. And getting him to, you know, talk about a league that, you know, I play a part in and a coach that had a really successful run that um, was really cool to see that story of the Nate Ooks and the uh, the legendary run they had. And uh, it's the one thing I always like about Sif. Uh, unfortunately, this year for me, my schedule kind of got out of place and I didn't get to do as many interviews as I wanted to do. Um, but between this and the Mr. Rogers interview, which was really close to because that guy was awesome. That guy Mr. was Dressup. so cool. Mr. Dressup, thank you. Uh, the Mr. Dressup guy, I'm forgetting his name, but he was rad. And like just... Uh, mm. I you might change it to that now that I'm thinking about it. Because, like, I don't know if you... Uh, <laughs> you talked did you meet yourself him? into it. Did you meet him, Adam? Yeah. I did the so, interview. I did the Q&A with him. At yeah, the, so he, he said he loved your interview. But then when I interviewed him, mm -hmm. I got to see his room. And if you go to Fresh Take YouTube, cheap plug, and look at that interview, his back room is so fucking rad. All these old, like, pop culture things, Nintendo things. He's doing a Nintendo 64 movie next. In the back of his room where he does interviews was so cool. So I'm actually going to change it that. As much as I love Alex and that interview was rad, talking to that guy was so really, really, really cool. And especially, you know, getting to grow up with Mr. Dress Up and that documentary was so well done as well. Uh, I will go, uh, I'll go with him because that interview was really rad, rad. And he was one of the nicest people too, because his PR people told me they only had 10, 12 minutes and he gave me 20 because he enjoyed the interview and he enjoyed the dialogue. Yeah, Robert McCallum. He's uh, thank you. He was really awesome. Uh, I at the festival we do like Q and As and stuff, and I moderate them sometimes. And luckily, I'd seen this movie. I watched it like before the fest and loved it. And then something happened during the festival, and the guy who was supposed to do the interview, like two minutes before, like couldn't do it. And they're like, "Can you do a Q and A right now?" And I walk into the theater, and the credits just started to roll. Oh, and I no. look at this guy, and I'm like, "Are you Robert?" And he's like, "Yeah." I'm like, all right, let's go. And then we walked down in front and did like a 20 minute Q and A. And he's just like so easy to talk to and so awesome. The crowd was like loving it. Um, and he did some like fun crowd work stuff and it was it was really cool. So that was awesome. Yeah. Um, that's not my pick though. Uh, it's, it's, it's in a similar vein. Like lots of Q and A's are really awesome, but this is our last year at SIF um, at Eau Claire. Eau Claire is getting torn down. So our like headquarters, our cinemas that have been there forever are are getting ripped up for luxury condos because who doesn't Yay. need more luxury condos, right? Um, but I remember going to that theater when I was young, like since I was a kid and going for field trips to like the IMAX and stuff. Uh, I don't know if any of you have any experience with that, but I loved all that stuff. Uh, but one of the people on our team, he's like the top level projectionist um, and he loves projection he loves like showing film and projectors and all that kind of stuff and he got to do the last introduction to a movie in that old IMAX theater that used to be an IMAX theater and he did this long he brought like props and everything and he wow. did this long presentation about how he went to this theater when he was young loved the IMAX thing loved everything got into all that stuff he brought an IMAX like film strip like an original IMAX film strip that he had to like show it off and talked about and did like a demo of like, this is how the projection booth does different things and blah, blah, blah. Um, and it was just like this amazing, like he was just so jazzed to do it. Um, and that was like a really awesome experience. And 
a little bit sad because that theater's not going to be there anymore. It's been there for 20 plus years. So yeah, it's a real bummer. It's a real, real bummer. The OG IMAX when it was like yeah. only nature movies and Michael Jordan movies. Like that was it. That's where I saw MJ to the Max. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh really cool, Adam. Um uh Devin, are you gonna go up, there? I'm sorry. I'm bringing up a really good, really good moment about Eau Claire. I don't think everyone understands how big of a, a shift that is in Calgary. Um especially as for myself, my second job working here was at the YMCA Eau Claire. Okay. So when they had to shut that down, that was a lot of people, a lot of people were impacted by that. So yeah, shutting down that theater there as well. Such a big moment for Calgary. Yes, it was. Uh, best local moment. Uh, I'll go first on this one. Unless, Dev, do you have anything to say on SIF at all? I know you weren't part of it, so I don't know how much you can really say. I wasn't a part of it, and I regret it deeply. Uh, I had such a great time the year prior. Exposed myself to a lot of different things I wouldn't normally do, so I'm going to do everything I can to make it this year. That's best right local. Answer. Best, yeah. I regret best it local deeply. moment. <laughs> uh, I got my local moment in at the buzzer. Uh, but it was going to the plaza with my nephew and him getting to see Empire Strikes Back for the first time. Uh, number one, the plaza theater, believe it or not, I've never gone before. So number one, it's really, really cool. 100-year-old theater. That, it's crazy. It, it's 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 super rad. And then getting to see my nephew, who's just really getting into Star Wars right now, and getting him to like laugh at Yoda when Yoda's being funny. Or like when he sees the, uh, the AT-ATs. And going crazy about that or like kind of getting spooked about vader and kind of have him going back and like whispering things to me and stuff like that that was uh it was a really cool moment and for some reason being at the plaza made it more special than if it was it's at, at, uh cineplex or something like that so that would be my yeah the old moment. theaters have a charm that they really do. like i don't know makes it more exciting to go than uh, well than and i think the cool thing plex. was i went with my dad too my dad was like, he's like, I can't remember. But he's like, I'm 90% sure this is where I saw Empire Strike back when it came out. Could have. Like, I'm pretty sure. He's like, I'm pretty sure we saw it here. So that was kind of like a nice full circle moment. So, Senator, I know, again, you don't really do theater. So if you don't have anything, it's all good. Um. Okay, so best local moment for me will be outside of theater. Sure, yeah, it doesn't have to be and necessarily. My best local moment actually happened New Year's Eve. I'm not well, going to lie go. to you. Buzzer and the reason too. why is because I was DJing at a restaurant um, right by Olympic Plaza. Yeah. And the crowd that was down by Olympic Plaza thinking that the fireworks were happening downtown when it was supposed to be at Princess <laughs> Island this this year was hilarious because hmm. everyone kept staring at the tower and was waiting for the fireworks to happen and when the countdown happened and no fireworks went off no it was hilarious to watch because no one knew <laughs> where to look so that was my best local moment i love it 2023 i love it uh dev my answer is uh picking out all the great places in the city and close to the city that showed up in the last of us oh yeah that's pretty cool that's a good answer yeah more way more than I ever thought there would be but at the same time just bang right there bang right there bang right there yeah 
That's pretty rad. Shout out to uh, the couple people I know that worked on that set. They were, yeah, they did a great job. They did a great job. Yeah, I guess that would be my backup one because I got to go to premiere and I met our our premiere there, um, and it was really really rad to see some of the cost. I got to talk to the costume designers. Adam, you were there too. Fuck, we were both there. You're stealing my moment. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I was gonna say this. This segues perfectly into my local moment of the year. Which Done. was uh, stiff. We we got to put on um, a special premiere event for The Last of Us, yeah. and so right after the it showed on on TV on Sunday night. I think Monday or Tuesday we screened the first episode at State yeah. at the uh, at Jubilee um, yeah. Auditorium, like five hundred people. It was mostly like a cast and crew screening, so it was like all people who had were involved in the production for a whole year before coming and seeing. Uh, their names on the screen or what they did on the screen. Um, Gabriel Luna was there. Gabriel Luna was awesome too because he talked. In his, I don't know if you stayed for the for the interview, but he talked about how big of a wrestling fan he was and how much yeah, he loved well, he the Hart Brett, family. He losing his mind. And the, the first thing he did, he got off the plane and uh, he got in an Uber and he was like, "Take me to the Hart House," and he wanted to go to the Hart House. <laughs> Amazing. And so. He met like all these, uh, all the Hart family and whatever. Um, but yeah, it was such a cool night for like the city and the show was good. Um, honestly, it wouldn't have mattered if the show was good or not. It was just a great thing that brought everyone together and showcased um, some awesome people doing awesome stuff in the city. And that yeah. the city can be on that level as like Vancouver, Toronto in terms of like film and television production. Yeah, it was really cool. I, I never been to a moment like that. And I know Adam, you've been to a few of them. But that was, it was a really cool moment. You know, it's people too, like walking, like I said, the premiere was there, watching her walk in and the interactions people had with her, uh, watching Brett walk in. I think Mayor Jody was there as well. Um, so and I think Nenshi was maybe there, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was yeah. really, really cool to see. And then, you know, getting to talk to individuals. That's a great moment. If, it, if I didn't have the moment I had with my nephew, that would definitely be the number one for local. Mm-hmm. Very cool moment. Um... All right. Biggest movie moment, Senator. Um, for me, I'm just going to go off of representation. And one of the, one of the thing that kind of caused some controversy. So I'm going to go with Haley Bailey being a little mm. mermaid. Hell yeah. I just think that there was a lot of hate at one point when she was announced as Ariel. She killed that role. So I am going to go with that one for the biggest movie moment. Great pick. Uh, Dev? Seeing what I'm going to assume, but not uh, being sure of, is Hayao Miyazaki's last movie. No, and it, <laughs> he said no. Well, of course he he's said no. He's already come on and said no. Well, of course he said no, but he's also like eighty-five years old, so um, time will yeah, tell. He's live forever. He might live forever. <laughs> he's gonna download his brain into AI, and then we're gonna just get Ghibli <laughs> movies all the time. Which because his with. son sucks. His son is not good enough, and <laughs> this movie even talks about that. <laughs> well, uh, we won't we won't get into the the messages of the movie too much, but. 
Uh, I, as someone who got to Ghibli a little bit later than some, so I didn't get a lot of in theater uh, experiences like others did with Totoro, Spirited Away, et cetera. So seeing this one first run, first day uh, was a really special moment as a fan. Nice question. Yes. English, you see in English or Japanese? I saw it in English. Yeah, so did I. It was just a timing thing. I'm not a purist, um, but the amount of people that they get to do these movies uh, leads me to believe that like, why, you know, why prefer apples or oranges? They're just, I know they're different and I'll probably watch the Japanese one at some point in time, but the English cast just, they provide a bit of nuance that I don't pick up in the Japanese voice acting just because I don't understand the language. It's it's the only dubbing that really does any justice, I think. Um, oh, yeah. No doubt. And uh, Robert Pattinson was amazing. Yes. Like, unhinged in this yeah, movie. Chris Pratt like, could learn from him on voice acting. Oh, yeah, my Robert goodness. Pattinson, like, goes all in on this. Like, it's amazing. To the point where you think Robert Pattinson is doing, like, a Willem Dafoe impression. And then Willem <laughs> Dafoe pops up and you're like, what? A, who have I been listening to for the last hour? They, they just became symbiotic after the lighthouse. They just have to be together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my uh, answer. Adam, what about you? Um, I'm going to pick something from John Wick. Hey. Or, yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, that, German night, that German nightclub scene is bananas like the whole setup to it bringing in that real bouncer from whatever that big berlin nightclub that's like klaus who's like supposed to bring him into the club is like an amazing little like easter egg to it and then i don't know who the guy is the guy who plays the giant boss of Mm -hmm. the club well he's like a a huge martial artist but he put on like a suit and everything for that yeah yeah like that whole setup was so good too and then the fight like doesn't disappoint and it's like this waterfall nightclub and like everything about that whole sequence was awesome i loved it loved it uh going on from john wick uh john wick four uh with the dragon breath and the kind of the overhead shots the hotline miami again i don't like to talk in movies maybe i do i don't know but that was like one time when i went i was with dev like holy fuck this is fucking rad (laughs) <laughs> either that it was between that or when they're in, J- J- in japan and the cherry blossom scene with the dude that plays scorpion in mortal Kombat. that hero yuki really, sonata hero yuki that that was really rad too it was one of those two scenes nightclubs up there as well but that overhead shot was like what are we this is getting crazy and then having the dragon breath as well well if you just want to rename best movie moments to best john wick four moments then <laughs> I mean, even like the the stairs scene at the end. Um, yeah, I thought about is, that too. is both is both funny and well choreographed. Do you um, uh, have you seen that video on YouTube? That's like John Wick falling down the stairs for like eight hours or something, <laughs> and they just like put it on repeat for eight hours. Him just continuously falling. Mm-hmm. Now people are it's going to the, like the stairs are becoming a tourist attraction now, hey? Because people want to go see the stairs now. <laughs> so it's becoming a big tourist just, attraction. Just now. like the Joker stairs. Just like the Joker stairs, yeah. The Rocky um, stairs. People need to be careful by the those Joker stairs, though. Yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> uh gaming moments. I'll start with this. It's the GTA 6 trailer and everything that came 
up to it because there was some really cool gaming games that came out this year. But that DTA trailer, everything that led up to it, and even the donkey video that popped up, I think, two weeks beforehand, and then this trailer popped out, and it just took it just took over. The the amount of remakes that people have made with Red Dead or GTA Five and the conversation and all the the deep dives that everyone did in it, and then the discourse about people not wanting to play as the antagonist because they think that they're not cool, and then the whole I don't want to play as a woman bullshit. It was uh it just completely took over. And, and I mean, I we're going into next year. I'd be shocked if GTA is not on most people's most anticipated list as the top pick. So my gaming moment is the GTA trailer. Dev? Are do, do you mean to do you mean to say it the, the category is best gaming moment or just biggest gaming biggest, moment? Biggest. Okay. It's the day before. It's the game that didn't really technically exist. And the controversy a the controversy that surrounds game the gaming industry as a whole now flipping assets taking mm-hmm. people's money refunds yeah, uh laundering money shady uh russian investors and these two weird mongolian brothers or some wherever they're from um this is a watershed moment in the industry that we all know and love and uh i think it got to the point that we finally as a society got really really suckered and now we're feeling it mm-hmm. It's a good pick. Adam? Um, I'll save... I was going to do GTA 6, but I'll put that in like the biggest gaming story. Sure. Biggest gaming moment of the year was me getting my PlayStation 5 back because it was broken for like five months. Yeah. And I sent it to PlayStation and it cost me a pretty penny, but I got it back and back in action. So that was my biggest gaming moment and it's amazing it's such a great system uh senator uh anybody that has uh ps5 make sure to add me up at the senator um that's where that's where that's it i don't really play as much but i am going to start playing again my biggest gaming moment is kind of linked to what what josh said but it is the collective sigh of watching everybody review the GTA 6 trailer and then realizing that it's not coming out in 2024. <laughs> everybody yeah, seemed like they were they were so excited. They thought it was going to come out like January, February. And then when they saw the announcement date, it was... That to me was the biggest moment because there's yeah. like I think there's a whole compilation on people's reactions to the actual date. Yeah, that's actually coming out. So that's my Rockstar that's is not Nintendo, it's where not. it's like oh coming out on Friday. It's like, not really they launch something. It's like coming out on Friday. Uh, I am- getting a a sense of Senator's categories is just being a, a massive troll. <laughs> Honestly, to tell you the truth, I am. The things that interest me the most usually makes me come off like a troll. So, like, <laughs> I I will accept it. Yeah, you just like watching people get punked. Oh man, wait till you get to like the best YouTube channel. It's about oh, to God. be it's about to be something. <laughs> uh, best TV moment, Devin. Uh, Bill and Frank, Last of Us. Oh, that's a good oh, one. Or. The popular answer, which I won't get into for one of the members of this group, is just Connor do Lee. it. 
Connor's wedding. Connor's wedding. Just, just Connor's, Connor's, tell Connor's me about it. I'm not going to Connor's. Much. No, I don't want to. Bill and Frank's a great pick, though. Bill, Bill and yeah. Frank's a great pick. But Bill, but Connor's wedding is basically my answer for any other TV category. I'll make it fit somehow. Well, mine, mine is Succession. Uh, it's shift flipping and the the tirade of "I'm the oldest boy." That's mine. Is is shift flipping and just kind of being. There's been multiple times from Succession this year. We talked about it on the Succession reviews, um, but Kendall just absolutely just devastated that he's not going to get the company and shift flipping. And you have this awesome moment with the Roy kids beforehand, and you go into the meeting. And I have watched, no lie, the scene where they're in uh, Logan's office and Kendall and Stewie are talking, and they're kind of being boys will be boys type of stuff. And you can see Shiv's face turn at that moment. And I am convinced that's the moment that Jesse Armstrong had in his mind that Shiv was going to turn right there and be like, I can't give him the company. And then leading to Shiv turning and then getting the eldest boy. Which I've used in my group chat with my family so many times now for arguments. Uh, Senator? Um, I don't know if any of you guys have watched. You guys are way more of like TV and movie buffs than I am. But there's a show called The Company You Keep, and it is with um the dad from what was the name? It was like that emotional show. Oh my gosh! Why is this? So oh, this is us. This is us. Okay, John uh, K. So, Brown. No, the guy from no. Heroes. Yeah. Oh, uh, whatever his name, Milo. 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 Yeah. Milo. Yeah. Thank you. So it's his return to the TV after This Is Us. Yeah. Um. So it is about a con man, and then he ends up dating, like an FBI agent. And Ooh. they did one season of it, and my, and so he is trying to be a nice guy but at the same time still being a con man my tv moment is when emma which is the girl who's an fbi agent finally realizes that the person that she's dating is the con man in the situation oh, cool so they kind of do that whole reveal in the first season and it's only been one season it just came out last year so that is my moment nice. because they were able to build the story off of there when they finally did the reveal. So, yeah. Uh, Adam. Um, cool. Mine is from, mine's like, it's like the second or the last episode of uh, I'm a Virgo, which is like this amazing show on, uh, on Amazon Prime by Boots Riley. And in, in the episode, there's like this, 15 minute montage of explaining how bad capitalism is hmm. and it's just like the most eviscerative like takedown of capitalism that is about how like the only reason your your like deed for your land is worth any money because the police uphold they'll come and like protect you if somebody tries to take it from you and it's just like insane in a, in a show that's like so surreal and so wild um it's just like this amazing moment in the show that's nice. real and scary but also hilarious at the same time you can hide so on a virgo up. great show yeah. great show 
Uh, best live TV moment. We're going to give the Senator. This is going to be best live TV moment slash reality because we need that from Senator. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, you know what? I have a lot of different thoughts when it comes to this. So you guys go first, and then sure, I'm okay. going to decide which reality TV moment for me I think is the most impactful. All right. I'll go to Adam then. Oh, man. I got like nothing here. I'm going to say in uh, I Think You Should Leave this new season, there's one skit where there's this dating reality show and the girl is choosing two guys that she's going to maybe get kicked off of the show. And she pulls the one guy up and she's like, hey, I think um, you're just like not really my type. And I think you're like maybe here doing weird stuff. And that's why I put you up on the on the voting block this week. And then she pulls up Tim, the main guy from the show, and is like, zip line? I don't think. What? Is this the zip line one? Yeah. And he's like, I don't. I think you're just here for the zip line. And he's like, what are you talking about? And then just this montage of him like zip lining into the pool at the mansion, like every moment of the day. And then while the guys are like hitting on this girl and he's just like zip lining into the pool. And I was like, this is the reality show I would watch. Like that looks hilarious. Uh, I don't watch a lot of live or reality TV. So it comes down to sports and wrestling for me at the end of the day. Um, so I just uh cheap pop went for CM Punk's return. We can move on, Dev. I respectfully decline due to a lack of knowledge. I'm not okay. refusing to answer the question, I just don't have an answer. Kind of like I did. Okay. I tell you, figured out exactly where it is, where my own is. Um it is from the ultimatum queer love. Okay. And it is it was the first season. And for me, the best one is Sam gets very upset about the argument that they're having in the house. So Sam decides no, Ozzy gets upset. It's, I'm trying to remember the couple's names, but Ozzy gets upset and decides to leave the house. So while they leave the house, Ozzy decides to just sit on the curb outside of the apartment building. Don't go to a bar. Don't go to a friend's house. Don't go anywhere, but literally sit outside of the apartment for two hours and then realize hey, I need to go in and apologize. So I'm going to go with that scene because it looks so ridiculous because Ozzy was like, I am over this. I need to go somewhere and literally just goes outside and sits down. What's the show called again? It's The Ultimatum, Queer Love. There's It was the first season of that one. There's many seasons of Ultimate, two seasons of Ultimatum, but this one was just with... Um, with with women or yeah women couple nice Insane. um yeah next we have best uh retro finds uh, i'll go first this this was adam's original idea so just kind of like a movie or show you hadn't watched and this was the year you finally watched it and realized how much you enjoyed it i think that was the idea of the uh, of the category adam right yeah mm -hmm. 
So mine was Casino. I had never somehow seen Casino before. And holy shit, did this change my entire... I'd literally spent 800 or, 800 or more on suits to match everything De Niro had in Because <laughs> <laughs> I love his style in this. Uh, so, like, pretty much if you see me on a broadcast the next, you know, few years, know that that was all because of Robert De Niro's style from Casino. So, <laughs> Casino is... Uh, Casino's mind, Dev. That is such a great answer. It's so true, too. I remember texting <laughs> you when that happened. I was like, so many sitting, suits. You were like halfway <laughs> through the movie, too, and you're like, that's it. I'm just going to buy suits now. And then, you're like, what do you think this orange one or this pink one or this yellow one? It's such a great answer. Uh, mine is watching The Birdcage, uh, mm-hmm. which is a queer movie with Nathan Lane and Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they play a gay couple. And like it's so interesting that in the 90s they had the bravery i know nathan lane is gay but they had the bravery robin williams had the yeah robin williams had the bravery um and the like the support and, and affectation of those people to play that type of character in that society and play it with so much respect like he plays like such a such a straight a guy who comes across as straight um and they have a son and they're getting married and the, the, the son's getting married. And basically it's kind of like a parent movie, but for, for queer people. And I just thought it was so groundbreaking. And like, if this had come out nowadays, uh, I think that we'd be talking about it a lot more. Oh yeah. That's a great answer. Um, Adam. Um, I watched this show. It's a Canadian show actually. That's from like, six or seven years ago um and it's by the director matt johnson who did blackberry this year and mm-hmm. uh it's called nirvana the band the show Ooh, and it's this I've like heard of that indie darling show that was on vice and city tv for like two seasons and uh it's so funny it's basically like tim and eric style comedy oh, mixed with like tom green but with yeah. like some semblance of a plot. And the nice. whole plot is these two guys are in a band. It's called Nirvana the Band. And they want to get a show at this bar called the Rivoli in Toronto. And that and every episode is like, how can we get a spot at the Rivoli? And like they they figure out some scam and they're gonna like try to do it. And it's so funny. And half of it is like documentary style. Like they're out on the street doing gags and people don't know they're in on it um it's really funny it's it's great nice uh senator what about you um i don't know how much of a retro one this is so i'm gonna give you two options and you you can decide whichever one you want to put down for that one um first one is vanderpump rules because i never actually watched it as a reality tv and i have watched eight seasons since my birthday so wow and that it was is, uh eight days ago pretty much and i will tell you god honest <laughs> truth i uh actually don't like any of the characters on the show but because i committed to watch at least three seasons and now there's 10 seasons i am You're gonna in. get make it through like or a show that used to be on tlc i believe it is princess Okay. And that is where 
it takes people that have like a spending habit and act like princesses and then it tries to teach them how to save money and that you don't need all the material stuff and then if you make it through and you follow the steps then you win five thousand dollars i actually know somebody that was on the show and i oh, actually cool. filmed one episode on the show but i never actually watched the rest of the season so I don't even actually know if I was if I made it on the cut, but I did enjoy the dinner that came with with the ending ending scene. But I never actually watched the show, so I went back and I watched it. Nice, yeah. Uh, best YouTube channel, Devin. Uh, yeah, best YouTube channel. Shit, I'm trying to figure. out. I need to like go to YouTube right now and actually see what I have actually. Okay, uh... I'll come back to you then. I'll go to Senator. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can't kick this off. Uh, I am going to choose. It's a Houston-based YouTube channel. It's called In The Clutch. And for those that don't know, if those who watch wrestling, you would have seen their reaction when WWE showed people reacting to Punk. CM Punk coming back. Yeah. Uh, In The Clutch, they do a lot of different... They react to wrestling they react to i think i've seen them in movies TikTok. they do all that stuff also yeah. i'm gonna put because there's a tie for me okay so it's in the clutch and abba and preach and okay. abba and preach uh is a montreal based duo that does some comedy but they also talk about um some of the big topics that are happening so those nice. are my two uh adam um I think it's a new channel this year that he started, but uh, Adam Conover from Adam Ruins Everything. That's a really um, good pick. show that got canceled too soon, I guess. Way too um, soon. He started his own his own channel, and he talks about that. He talks about all the crazy things that are happening in the world, and and it's so well researched and and big takedowns of like why billionaires are bad, why unions are good, why mergers are terrible and ruining the world. Um, and like the big Warner Brothers merger basically ruined his show and a whole bunch of shows for seemingly no reason. Yeah. Um, and it's just a great channel. He does really, him and his team do really great research. So um, I love when his, his videos pop up. And also for him, uh, because of a merger, College Humor didn't exist anymore, which he was originally yeah. from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm going to go to Reckless Comedy. Which they've been around apparently for a few years, but they really caught my attention this year. It was the first year to have it. They do these kind of like remember you have like you had those commercials back in the day, like I'm a Mac and I'm a PC. But they kind of do that with like I'm a PlayStation, I'm an Xbox. And it, they have like the Xbox girl and they have the PlayStation girl. And uh it's really funny the dialogue that goes back and especially with everything we had from the gaming awards that just happened and the whole Baldur Gates not running an Xbox as well. So it's a really funny channel for a gaming comedy. That I've quite enjoyed. Yep. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot about this. It's called uh, A Second Wind. It's the team who were behind the escapists who quit en masse after they fired like their digital manager and basically had like a coup and uh, left this digital magazine in the dust. And uh, wow. now they're doing like a very community oriented, like owner creator run program and uh show the community like how much revenue they make how much they're paying people uh so there's nothing that you know that we can hide behind which is awesome 
I always love this category because I always end up finding a good ca- a show like Joel Javier, who Adam picked a few years ago, one of my favorite channels <laughs> now. And SNL's ripped off like two of his things, and he's like, ah, whatever. Yeah, man. He's funny. Uh, next up, best podcast. I'll go first. There's a lot of good podcasts, but I've never given this podcast an award on here for best podcast. So I'm just going to do it because it's the podcast I listen to the most. So I'm just going to do Bill Simmons podcast because it's the one I listen to the most is the one that I put ahead of everyone. There was another podcast I listened to a little bit. I, I a new podcast I found this year. Maybe I'll do that next year, but I got to give it to the pod father. Go to Bill Simmons, Senator. Oh, man, you're putting me in a tough situation. All right. Um, yeah, I'm sure you got, you got a few. You got your boy. Honorable, honorable mention, honorable mention to the 7K Pick Podcast, the ISO hey, Podcast, your wrestling podcast, go. Keeping Up with the Senator. Those are my honorable mentions. Um, but for the one that I listen to the most and the one that I stay in tune to the most has to be the Joe Budden Podcast. Yeah, I've, I've been I've been with you with the Joe Budden Podcast and your, and your whip. What was the Button podcast? The, the Drake album, right? Was the new Drake album that you were the, that they got put behind a paywall? You were telling me that one time. The Drake album, they put it behind the paywall and made a lot of money off of it because people actually paid just to, just to hear what his review was. So, yeah, yeah. nice. Uh, Dev. Yeah, it's uh, the Financial Times podcast behind the money, where they um, do investigative journalism behind kind of everyday things so earlier this year they did one behind like free internet porn and um yeah like where these companies lie the shell companies who own them the people who own the shell companies this like how it's exploitative how these creators aren't making any money Um, but they're doing one now about uh european drug dealers in amsterdam and their connections to um like islamic governments and stuff like that it's really interesting very cool and then Adam, you're gonna pick Joe Rogan, right? Uh yeah, that's the only one I I know. So Alpha um, Brain, I'm gonna maybe. pick Devs. I honestly don't didn't listen to like any podcast this year, so I, I like Devs' pick. Um, sure. I'm interested. Financial in it. Times, back to back, baby. Yeah, porn. I think that's where it got me. <laughs> I didn't hear anything else. So <laughs> free <laughs> porn. Now that I have your attention. Best social media channel. So this is either something from Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok that you had like to uh, follow. Adam, best new follow of the year. Pretty much on Instagram because you're on the the other two platforms. For me, but I know he's on TikTok. I know he's on YouTube. uh, Is Doctor Do, and he's this this kid from Texas that just mixes different mountain dews and then chugs them and he's like a maniac <laughs> like he pours like a liter of soda and then he just slams it in like a second and uh it's hilarious doctor underscore do 1998 is his handle is about well 30,000 followers which is criminally underrated um hilarious content and like wild like what a wild talent to turn into content on the internet love to see it this is why I picked this category for times like this, Senator. <laughs> um, honestly, I think for me, I'm gonna go with something ridiculous, and I'm gonna go with Justin LeBoy's IG page. There's not only do we have one pot, uh, segment on the Not So Soft podcast, 
where we just read ridiculous tweets that were posted <laughs> by Justin LeBoy. Yeah, it's great. But I highly suggest it. We get a, into a lot of trouble because people think that that's just exactly what our thoughts are and that we're not just reading off tweets. So yeah. I'm going to go with the Justin LeBoy, Justin LeBoy IG page. Nice. Uh, mine is uh, a page called A Guy and His Golden. And uh, it's, I, I don't know the guy's name, but is he's a golden retriever named Teddy and he does a bunch of these funny things. And, you know, unfortunately, I think this is the first public time I've said this. Uh, we lost our golden retriever to cancer back in January, probably the shittiest thing that happened to me this year. And it's been really cool for me and my mom, particularly to share this back and forth and just kind of remember why, you know, the golden spring is happiness and everything like that. And some of them are really, really funny and he gets some really funny reactions out of the golden as well. So uh, a guy in his golden is my pick. Dev? Surprisingly enough, I think mine is Benny Blanco. Okay. Is that the guy that's with Selena Gomez now? Yes, he's like the super producer, but he's and he's yeah. also known for his stuff in Dave, but he's used his success in music to pivot into becoming kind of like a food influencer. Mm-hmm. And he does tons of stuff with like Maddie Matheson and Lauren nice. Degagne and like the the half-baked harvest uh individuals. So it's like it's really weird because you think he would just be kind of a guy who either has like memes or self-promotion, and it really he's just like it's like a discovery of him liking and making great food. Nice. Um, next up, we got the trailer of the year, Adam. And this could be an trailer of the year. It's be TV, gaming, and movies. I got mine. It's and it's um the teaser trailer, the original teaser trailer for Barbie is the best trailer of the year. Good pick. Because you've got the whole, like, like film bro culture. Thing that are like all Stanley Kubrick fans and Christopher Nolan fans and then you've got Barbie coming along being like hey we're cinema too and just doing the like rip off of 2001 as like the teaser trailer is was an amazing choice I, nice. I didn't even think it was going to be in the movie to be honest I thought it was just for the ad too, campaign yeah. but uh, um, pretty good nice pick uh, mine's GTA everything I said about it I don't think there was a trailer that I saw that captured more people's attention for everything I talked about and that everything Senator talked about. So I'm going to go GTA 6. Dev? Mine's the trailer for the Ninja Turtles animated movie. Hmm. I thought they showed a really good mix of the kids uh, making their jokes kind of with, with each other as they did in the voice acting booth. So it was really organic. And then a couple of yeah. the one-liners from people like Jackie Chan. And so it gave you just enough of the sense of humor uh, to know what you're getting before you get into it, and it just happened to to be well done. Nice, Senator. I'm gonna go with the trailer for the Taylor Swift movie, just because that okay. that might have been her and Beyonce may have had one of the best marketing plans of selling you back the same concert that you went and watched. Mm-hmm. True, and you went to the theaters to go watch yourself watch the movie, no, <laughs> watch the concert. So, yeah. I'm gonna go with the Taylor Swift movie. Uh, cameo of the year, Devin. I feel like you're leading me into something that I should be. Uh, I, I just know Adam and I have our answer, and I didn't know if you did. <laughs> you well, don't know, I'll, prob- I'll probably I- agree with you, will I not? 
no, I, I think you have an answer, Adam, and I know I have an answer. I don't think Devin does. Oh, okay. You you guys go. I need to see if I'd agree with you. Yeah, let's go to Senator then. <laughs> um, honestly, to tell you the truth, because I'm a wrestling fan, my cameo is going to come from there, and sure. that is Bad Bunny in Puerto Rico. Fucking love it. Yeah. That that's is, great. that's my cameo. I like it. Well done. Uh, Adam? That's a good cameo. Um, I was thinking about doing everyone and Dave as a cameo of the year because it's literally everyone. <laughs> yeah, I debated that. Uh, well, the... cam- well, I just said everyone. Everyone. Yeah, perfect. That. So, spoiler alert: if you like anyone, they're in the show. Um, it's from this show called Swarm, underrated new show of the year that I had on my on my list, and uh, Billie Eilish is in it. Yeah, that was the which is one, I've, one of the biggest too. cameos, um, probably ever in. In, in this year in in television and uh she was good she was actually really good in it too which is yep, crazy i've seen the clip um all right dev you don't want dave spoilers no i've i've i'm actually halfway <laughs> through the season so if i were to go out I, I would say usher and i guess it'd be season three episode three like uh, dave yeah what a yeah, get yeah. what a get yeah I know um, there's bigger ones. I only I only know of one bigger one. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say. It. I don't think so. Josh was Josh was telling the bigger one, but I think Usher is bigger uh, in my mind. I thought for I, the, Usher for was the show, it, for the show and for the culture, I think Usher makes a lot of sense. Yeah, can you take your headphones out for two seconds, then. Yeah. Can I give you a thumbs up. Okay. So mine was a tie. It's McAdams and and Pitt. Because that yeah. Brad Pitt stuff was wild. I didn't expect any of that. And then to have the whole song with Rachel McAdams as well, like, didn't expect that. Put it back on. So that that's mine. That's a that's a quality pick. Sorry, I, I ruined the King Charles's and Dave. Sorry. All right. I, Next yeah, up. I know, hey, I know of one of them and Dave. I'm just not going to say it for those who haven't watched it yet. Celebrity yeah, of the Year, which. Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah, back just before, just before. Um, <laughs> just before. Celebrity, celebrity of the year is to me. It's it doesn't matter like whether they're like the best person or what. To me, it's the biggest celebrity this year. To me, there was only one answer, and it's Taylor Swift. But uh, you guys, did you have a different pick. Love to hear it, Dev. No argument, Senator. I disagree. Okay. Um, my celebrity of the year is Usher. How many sold out? How many sold out residency in L in uh, Vegas, and then being announced as the Super Bowl headliner for the for the Super Bowl? So for me, it is Usher, and the album day. and the album coming out the same day as his perform Super Bowl performance. Didn't know so. that. Nice, uh, Adam. I knew none of this was happening with Usher, <laughs> but I love to see it. Um, my biggest celebrity this year is uh, kind of a throwback to uh, Dolly Parton Randy, again, and it's Fran Drescher. <laughs> okay, I like it. Fran Drescher is the president of the SAG-AFTRA union, and she just became the president in 2021. And then all the strikes happened this year, obviously, and she was hugely instrumental in fighting for the rights of everybody in Hollywood and. So she gets it. Fran Drescher killed it this year. Uh, I love it. Uh, Senator, best non 
fiction show. So that's a show that is, again, like reality and anything like that. Um, Honestly, to tell you the truth, I think if we're going to go off of that and say reality, I am actually going to choose one that an ex kind of put me on and I ended up staying locked into. And that is uh, the 90 Day Fiance universe. Because I can't believe that a person like Big Ed still got to get a next show after everyone had a problem with him for the longest time. So I'm going to go with the 90 Day Fiance universe. Uh, Adam? That's nonfiction. Um, I'm back and forth between two because they're also limited series. So I'm going to pick one here. Um, It's the show called Paul T. Goldman. And it came out in like early January. And it's this insane show about a guy who has this insane story about how he married a woman and found out she was running an underground prostitution ring and divorced her and she was trying to take all his money. But he's also probably clinically insane. And he wrote a book about it and self-published it and all this stuff. And so a filmmaker wants to come in and get the rights to everything and make a show about him, but he will only do it if he can star as himself in the show. And it's like, it's batshit crazy. Like you Sounds just go good. down this rabbit hole every episode. It's What's so it called good. again? Paul T. Goldman. Paul T. It's Goldman. so funny. Yeah. Uh, did MILF Matter come out this year? It sure did. It sure <laughs> did. <laughs> Didn't watch a single episode, but I'm in. <laughs> hey, hey, let me tell you something. Don't be in. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I will tell you that straight up. I was really hoping it was everything I wanted it to be, and I'm disappointed it's not. Uh, Josh, can I give Devin... A quick preview of the first episode alone. Please do, because I don't have an answer for this. So go ahead. So Devin, first episode. The moms are there. They're waiting to see who the people are that comes in. It's the sons of the other moms that are there. And then they had then the first challenge is the, the moms get blindfolded. Then they have to feel the body of of the men. To figure out which one is their son. I'm so in. <laughs> this is just the kind of thing, though, that I feel like, you know, I guess I'll say, you know, an adult rated website would make as like Ex- their intro exactly. into, which, like, I know they're going for that, but like, you could take it really far if you wanted to. That's crazy. Yeah. It was a, I watched the entire series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this one I really struggled with. Um, So I'm just going to go into the world of wrestling because that's nonfiction. And uh, because I picked Raw on that one, I'm picking SmackDown on this one. Is it nonfiction? Technically. Ruling, yes or no? I say okay. Yes, it's nonfiction. Sure. I picked Raw for best TV show. The other one, this one, I picked SmackDown. I can have both. Uh, Best limited series. Uh, it was tough to know what a limited series was this year because we didn't have like a White Lotus where that's like the anthology series, which counts of this, like Sherlock would be kind of on that as well. If it's something changes, 
time over time. Uh, and I couldn't really nail the one down, but then by definition, this is getting all the awards nominated for best limited series. So I went with beef. Uh, everything kind of Adam talked about with Steve, uh, Stephen Yane and Ali Wan, like it just, to me, it was the best show that Netflix had this year, period. It's a big reason why Netflix had a good, as good of a year it had. And I don't think Netflix has had a show as good of that maybe ever. Was it the only good thing they did this year? Netflix, um, Senator, tell them about our, tell them about our, 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 our there movie. Was... Our movie. Well, it had the movie best that Christmas you ever. enjoyed the be- best, best, best Christmas, Christmas ever. ever. And then, oh, to- I watched like two seconds of that. <laughs> uh, on top, on top of that, they had they put out a few comedy specials. They had like the Kevin Hart special. They had the Dave Chappelle special. They had Ricky Gervais, Ricky Gervais. Um, but overall, as far well, actually, they also had the Squid Game, the challenge. Yep that that series that came out there too. Yeah, Netflix had a really good year. I hate it, to admit it, but they none did. of these interest me. Yeah, there was a f- few interesting ones, but I think Beef was Netflix's best product that they put out. Yeah. Is that your best limited? Uh, No. My best limited is from Hulu. And it is Tiny Beautiful Thing. And it featured Catherine Han. And... Oh, um, I heard about this. Yeah. And it's where her life is falling apart, but she starts writing she becomes a relationship specialist. So she's able to help people in, uh, help people do her blogs, but her life is falling apart at the same time. Nice. So I'm going with that one. Adam. Yeah. My wife watched that one. It looked actually pretty good. Um, Adam, yeah. I already talked about Paul T. Goldman beef and swarm are great, but I got to go back to the safety bros um wheelhouse here and they produced this show called telemarketers it's three Mm. episodes and it is insane it is actually crazy it's about this guy these guys that worked at a telemarketing company in new jersey in like the mid 2000s and how that company basically spawned all the terrible telemarketers that we hate today um using tactics like um hiring all ex-convicts and then raising money in air quotes for the police mm-hmm. but none of the money was actually going to the police and these guys filmed in the telemarketing place for like years and it's three episodes spanning from mid-2000 to today and it's like it's crazy every episode just like goes deeper down this down this rabbit hole it's wild uh dev do you have a category for mini series as well this is miniseries. Okay, I just wanted to clarify that limited and mini yeah. were the same, not the same. Yeah. Uh, it's Pluto on Netflix. It's set in the Astro Boy universe. It's an animated uh, eight-episode feature. And brought this up on the rundown. Basically, every single facet of this show. It's an adaptation of a really highly successful manga, but every every facet of this anime is a plus level, like hand drawn and. Not to mention the story is like murder mystery level, like twist turn thriller type thing. So yeah. I was just pleasantly surprised and also blown away because a lot of uh, shows are kind of 
cheating on the CGI aspects of it, and they did not take any shortcuts. Um, next up, animated TV show, Dev. Pluto? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> it's, it. It, I mean, it's going to be that, or it's going to be Jujutsu Kaisen, Chainsaw Man, uh, Scavenger's Reign, which I mentioned earlier, the HBO show. So, like, this was it. This was a year. Like, we don't Man, often get these. Where so much animated TV that was good. Yeah, the new Gundam, the newest Blue Gundam Samurai universe I never was. Saw. Yeah, Blue Eye Samurai was crazy. Like, it doesn't matter. There's a hundred dancers that we can pick. And you're going with? Uh, I'll go Pluto again. Okay, Senator. Um, I don't watch too much animated ones, so. Originally, I was gonna go with um, what's the show with Invincible, but mm, I just you. I decided not to go there because mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with a retro throwback for me, and that sure. is the Clone High reboot. Hey, Devin and I didn't oh, pick it, so I'm glad somebody did. Such a good one, I forgot about. <laughs> I didn't pick it, and Devin didn't pick it. I'm surprised that somebody else did, and neither one of us did. That's amazing. That's all these guys have talked about for the last like three years. I got the goat of animated shows coming up. So, uh, Adam, I'm happy you did it, and I think that we're gonna look back on it pretty fondly. It may not have the same cultural impact, but it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. renewed for another season. This is coming up. Adam, where'd you go? Um, I Devin said all these shows, and I don't know any of them, and I didn't watch any of them, so I don't know what's happening with animated TV. But I watched um, this one called Ten Year Old Tom, and it's the mm-hmm. second season of this show, and it's by the guy who did this other animated show called Life in Times of Tim, probably like a decade ago. It's this funny little HBO Max show yes. that's so good. It's like animated Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's all yes. improvised. It's literally all improvised and then animated afterwards, and like crazy people are in it, like John Malkovich. Um, like so many big names, Richard Kind. Yeah, it's good. Uh, there is a lot of good t- animated TV. Uh, Devin mentioned a bunch of them. I'd also just before I do mine, I want to give a shout to my adventures with Superman, which had no right to be as good as it did, and it was like one of the best Superman anything I've seen in like a decade. Being a big Superman fan, it was great. Uh, Harley Quinn was great this season, but there's one animated show. It might even be my best TV show this year. To be honest, it stands above everything, and it's Bluey. I Bluey knew it. <laughs> Bluey is amazing. I have to before I, you know. Whenever I have my nieces and nephews come over, I don't want to watch anything else other than Bluey. I've watched maybe only four or five episodes of Bluey, and I could spend the next ten hours breaking down those episodes with you. Bluey episodes stick with you; they stick to your soul. Like, they're only 12 minutes or so, like the same level like a Robot Chicken episode would be, but they stick to you. They are really fun for the kids, but for adults, they get you sad, they get you emotional, they make you laugh. They stick to you. Bluey is my animated TV show of the year. It's I was not expecting anything different, Silence. to tell you the truth. Silence. Like... <laughs> uh, and then best animated movie, uh, for me, it's Spider-Verse. Uh, this, I mean, Lord and Miller did it again. I, I, you want to talk about people that don't take misses? It's Lord and Miller. They don't take any misses at all. And the animation in this is the definition of perfection. There's so many different color palettes of animation. The stuff in Gwen's world, the stuff in India. 
the spider punk stuff i could go on and on and on we do not have enough time but this was the definition of an animated film because of the different animation that we've had in it it was our highest rated podcast this year was the review that devin and joel and myself did and you know it had the top the first one which was already good and on top of the animation it's just one of the best stories that you're going to get in a film this year so i'm going with uh spider-verse for mine dev god it's like animated show this this year was pretty stacked i really want to yeah. say i really want to say ninja turtles Man, uh, because I, was most, I was most surprised by it but uh i'm going to be very conventional and say boy in the heron heron nice senator I was originally going to say, because I didn't remember that Spider-Verse came out this year, so I was originally going to say um, Super Mario. Mario was good. But I have to go with the Spider-Verse. And Adam. I'm going to tie it up here, and I'm going to go with Dev, Boy in the Heron, for every yeah. reason we talked about earlier. I think coming into awards season now, it's going to be a race between those two. That's what it's going to be, especially for animated uh, at, at the Oscars. It'll be Boy in the Hair and it'll be Spider Verse. But again, as Dev mentioned, shouts to Turtles because Turtles shocked me how fun that was. That it it was amazing and uh, a minor surprise too to Elemental, who was the little engine that could at the box office this year and was actually you know for Pixar, it, you know they hadn't really had a big hit in a while that was original, and I really enjoyed Elemental. Wish not so much. Uh, I liked it best... too, and I had I had some friends with kids that wanted to go to a movie during the holiday break at Canyon Meadows, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, what's playing?" And they're like, "Oh, let's go see Elemental. It's for kids." I was like, "Great!" And then the day before, they were like, "The kids want to go see the new Grinch movie," and I was like, "Oh my god, that movie sucks so bad, <laughs> it's so bad." So I went to the I went to I've already seen it, and I went to it again, and it was terrible. I had to see the Grinch. I would have gladly times. watched Elemental a second time. Uh. Best TV genre, I'll keep it short and sweet. For me, it's The Last of Us. Dev? I don't think I fully understand this category. So as I explained, this is like, so best sci-fi, action, uh, science fiction, like fantasy, all that. When you when you say something is genre, it's like of a genre that's not like comedy document or comedy drama. Yeah. So it's like, like sci-fi like I said, I should have been more Next action. year, I'll make it more clear. It, it's just it's oh. what a genre like a genre okay. movie is so call yeah. it like, genre tv we can call it like that best niche show sure. or something Maybe that's like that okay be, yeah. um geez that's a tough one uh, uh scavengers reign sci-fi okay uh senator um So it can't, it can't be a comedy, right? Uh, comedy's next, so no. It's like really quirky and weird. If it's like too weird, I would put it in genre. Okay, so I will go with um, Poker Face with Natasha. Lee yeah, Mark. I can I can allow that. Yeah. Is that the like time looping one? No, that's Russian Doll. No, that's Russian Doll. Oh. She came up with one after that. Uh, poker face it's it's like all over the place like it's it took me like two watch two watches to watch the first episode to really understand the show so i'll go with that one there uh and adam uh i'm going with i'm a virgo 
it's just too weird to put in any other category, and it's actually really good. I like that. Uh, best comedy. And I think there's two choices between Devin and I, so whatever one he doesn't pick, if I think he's going to go with, I'm going to pick the opposite. Succession? Ah, uh, Succession's not a comedy. It's 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 a drama. Very. People have been telling me awards, it's a comedy this whole time. By <laughs> definition of the awards, sure. it, is a, it is a drama. But no, that's a, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, well, Barry? Is pick? that a comedy? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Any comment on it or... I'm very, I'm very satisfied with the ending. Um, I'm very comfortable with the fact that it's an A tier show. At times, went to S tier, settled into just a really high quality water cooler show. If you were there in the moment, and maybe I'll rewatch it, but I feel confident not if I, I don't have to go back. And uh, left me a lot of happy memories, more or less. Uh, so that was I had one A and one B, so I'll go with. The other one that I have was Ted Lasso, uh, its final season. A few ups and downs at times, but it left me very satisfied at the end of everything. And, you know, rather it comes back for another season or it doesn't. Much like Devin said with Barry, I felt satisfied with where all the characters went and gave me that feeling that the past Ted Lasso seasons did. And the um, the Amsterdam episode really stood out this year. Mm-hmm. That was a really strong yeah. episode, particularly. Uh, so I'll go with Ted Lasso. Senator? Can Sorry, really quickly, can I yeah. change my uh, cameo? Sure. It's uh, it's Bill Burr as the as the podcast <laughs> host in Barry. Host. <laughs> yeah, it's the that aggressive one. podcast host. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Senator. Um. Well, because you chose Ted Lasso, and I will say that it probably had one of the best. Uh, episode when it came to the racial stuff out of in a comedy comedy series they tackled it the best but i'm gonna go with a different one i don't know if you guys have had the chance to watch this but it is not dead yet with gia Mm -hmm. rodriguez hannah simone and i never remember her name but i always remember her character dina from superstore um oh yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, so it did their first season. I really liked the season, so that's gonna be that's gonna be my own. Nice, Adam. Actually, and Thanks. and with Abbott Elementary. Sorry. Ah, uh, yeah. The split. Okay. You're bringing up all the shows that my wife watches. Your shows. wife has great taste. Okay. <laughs> I'll let her know. I'll let her know. Um, I'm gonna go with Dave. Nice. Dave was just nice the most good. consistent show this year, and it's it's so good. Um, yeah, I just love Dave. Dave is great. Um, best TV drama. Uh, I mean, it's one of the top five shows I've ever watched in my life. It's on, I think, the TV Mount Rushmore of all time greatest shows. Uh, it, I think it could go in, uh, another two seasons, but it, you know, Jesse Armstrong was ready to end it. It's Succession absolutely phenomenal i mean you 10 out of 10 every episode you don't you don't hit in a way like you did with succession it's dev take the baton oh my goodness um the complex emotions that you feel for these characters after four seasons um understanding how truly like traumatized they are 
and how awful they are and how some of that is completely out of their control uh really really makes you think about the gray area of people's behaviors and and the impacting legacy of of their upbringing mm-hmm. And I, I haven't think of I don't I can't think of very many shows where it basically was halfway through its last season. And people are like, yeah, this is already one of the best shows of all time, no matter how it ends. Uh, props to it for sticking the landing. Uh, it was probably one of the best TV moments within the last twenty years. Um, so that way, I can I can uh, leave out the ending for Sopranos, uh, and it's like eating wagyu beef, man. Like every bite was better than the last. Yeah, I just. I, there was the first show that pushed Mad Men out of my first, my top spot that actually made me, it didn't, but it was the closest any show has came to make, making me consider if Mad Men was the best show I've ever seen. It didn't, it came very close, like inches. It's, it's the second best show I've ever seen. And it's, for most people, it's on the Mount Rushmore now. Senator? So I know people are going to attack me for saying this, but I never watched Succession. And hey man, the reason you why and Adam, is- your buddies. And no, me, I watched it. I just didn't okay. like it. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, for me, <laughs> I had it. this thing where everybody when when there's a show where everybody says it's like the greatest show, I can't watch it at that time. So it's one where I gotta let time sit. It's yeah. like how there's that reemergence of Suits that everyone started to watch it, but I've been watching. I watched the entire se- series when it was on. Right? Yeah. It was an underrated one. So I'm going to go with a show. I don't know if you guys had the chance to watch it, but it it is Accused, where every single episode was a different court case and there mm. was a different, uh, it was filled with a lot of, a lot of great a- actors in there. Um, but each episode had a different court situation. It could have been from immigration to business to all that type of stuff. I just thought that, the acting in it was amazing and the social topics that they hit on was also really amazing. So I'm going to go with accused for that one. Adam. Um, I'm only halfway through this season of this show, but it's the last one. I'm a big reservation dogs. Uh, It's really good. And this, this last season is kind of like jumping all over the place and kind of having little like, encapsulated episodes and they're just so good um it's just such a unique show and great to show like an indigenous population in america which is something that you don't see very often we see a lot of it in canadian television and stuff but um i really like it yeah it's uh it ended really well and it's a show that like i, I like i hold very close to my heart regardless like it, it's a phenomenal show regardless of the matter but like i have like a very like emotional connection to it given what you go through watching it and going through with these characters i unfortunately haven't seen it and hope to binge it soon um next up streaming all on disney it is streaming service again i i i hate to admit it but there was two for me i i think this is a rough year for streaming very up and down to me there was only two contenders it was apple or netflix uh, and just for the revenue and the amount of, you know, stuff they do, it may not just be for like, you know, the prestige. They don't have like a lot of prestige, but they put out content every week that continues a dialogue for people. And they brought up bigger shows that may not be for the mainstream. The people like that, uh, the premiere show that you went to, Adam, 
you know many people I've talked to that are casual people like this is the best show ever because that's the the level that Netflix puts out for people to enjoy and watch. I don't watch a lot of these shows, but I got to give to Netflix. They were the talking best my life with the Walter boys. You know how many people I know love that show and how long already it was on season number two. already booked for season two. Yeah. And that was on number one in Netflix forever. And I watched like five minutes with my mom. Like this is terrible, but they, people love it. So, you know, whatever. Um, it was, I want to say the one really funny, we should talk about this way more than it is, but when they're in the airport, that's obviously the Jubilee, which is hilarious. Yeah. 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 It's the Jubilee like lobby that they yeah. show as the Colorado airport. Yeah. And they just, they uh, just have like uh, the carts. The, the like airport carts yeah it's silly so i i i, I can't believe, i don't i've been a big component devin knows if you're never putting netflix number one but i got a bit at netflix one the year senator this is kind of hard for me because i don't subscribe to any streaming service so pirate bay i don't subscribe to private bay either okay i have i have my ways sure. um i'm not gonna even see away if I got a, you guys know if you guys ask me for it, Adam will tell you. If you ask yes, me for yes, something, I got you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Apple TV just because I think that with the Ted Lasso ending, like I said, the Ted Lasso last season to me was, it was more ups and down. And the morning show to me was, and our jam hijacked and hijacked right yeah. so i like, had to get something of that in here i wasn't gonna find i need to get some for hijacked in here if i gotta look at like those three shows i don't really know because netflix didn't have the best reality tv shows for me this year like yeah. it it wasn't that year for them and there really wasn't much that i actually tuned into what that I would watch each. You week, convince me back. Like I'm I going with Apple. Apple TV. So a- Apple, TV. Apple also had flip flop. Uh, Listen to this flip flopper over here. <laughs> Apple also had the Seth Rogen like show, fish. which was really good. Platonic was really good. Platonic was good. And yeah. the uh, the Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford show was really good as well. So Apple a- Apple had a good year. Morning show. I'm not putting as a good show. That show shit. But it's a it's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying a show that I tuned into each week. Oh yeah, like I yeah. made sure that I was watching. I don't think next Netflix had that for me. No, you're this right. year. Dev knows. Dev Dev has to deal with my morning show reviews during the rundown. <laughs> oh, oh I've asked. I've I've asked questions, and I regret I regret hearing the answer immediately. <laughs> Wonderful. Dev, what's your streaming service of the year? Um. Damn. So. Given our options in Canada, like if if I had the option, FX alone would be the winner. So that's Disney Star then. I think by default, and Disney's had a rough year, but anything else on Star is like A plus material in my opinion. Yeah, I won't make it Disney. I'm making it Disney Star. Yeah. Uh, Adam, I I initially had none on here because they were all pretty terrible there was no service that was like putting out anything that i was really that interested in to be honest yeah, hbo had a big um, dip consistently Idol. i know you talked about apple being so good i got apple for 30 days and i watched like one episode of monarch and there was literally nothing else i wanted to see Soul horses apparently on, on really apple. good by no i did too. watch a movie i watched one movie That's um right. but 
Um, it was Fingernails. It was great. Oh, not the um, um, Armist Chris Evans movie? Not no, I didn't watch that. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, one that I actually got this year um, is the Criterion Channel. That's I finally right, went for it and I got a year of the Criterion Channel. And not only that, it's it's they added some stuff to it where they're actually now releasing new movies um, like underrepresented or under underrated like world cinema that yep. they're going to be releasing directly on that like every month. So they had one called A Fire, they had one called Godland. So yeah, Criterion Channel is pretty cool. That is I'm the most happy with answer it. ever. I love it. Uh, best documentary, Adam. Um, I watched this documentary at the Underground Film Festival called Chasing Chasing Amy, and it's about oh. this um, young lesbian uh, person who um, found out that they were a lesbian because they watched Chasing Amy as a child. Oh. Um, and they only watched Chasing Amy because they were huge fans of Ben Affleck. They would only watch Ben Affleck movies when they were little. And they go to the video store and there's like this weird movie with like Ben Affleck on the cover and they rent it. And they probably said they watched it. And that was the first time they ever watched something that they saw a lesbian character. They didn't know like that existed in the world. And so they went on to do a TED talk about how Chasing Amy saved their life. And then they did a documentary, this movie, where they try to track down Kevin Smith and they track down all the people from Chasing Amy and talk about the legacy and the issues with like how it represents queer people and yeah. how it how it does them well and how it doesn't do them well um, and then goes through this and it becomes this really like revelatory um, documentary. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And Kevin Smith is in it and he's like on board with it. It's great. Sweet. You have to watch that. Uh, Senator. Man, how do you, I feel like you're setting me up to try following up Adam's answer right there. <laughs> but um, I am going to go. This is not, to me, this is not the best documentary, but it is the one to me that was probably the most wildest documentary to me. And that is Anatomy of a Hoax. And that, mm. and if you don't know which one that is, that is the Fox News documentary on oh. the Jesse Smollett, Jesse Sm Smollett uh, situation where yeah. he faked a racial racial situation. Yeah, and they had they ended up getting the twins, the Nigerian twins, in there that were supposedly supposed to be the white people that called him the N word and put a noose around his neck, and they had him had them reenact the whole situation, and then they had lawyers and everything in there to talk about the court situation and just how horrible of a situation that that whole Jesse Smollett situation was and how much Chicago actually paid just to prove that he was an idiot. Yeah. So that's the one that I'm going to go for. Back to back gym, Steph. I respectfully pass because I don't think I watched a documentary this year. Okay, fair enough. Um, not even the Mr. I, Dress Up one. No, he never watched it. I gave him the code. You need to watch it. It's uh, on Amazon. It's, it's, it's on Amazon now. Uh, mine is uh, Muscles and Mayhem. It's the American Gladiator documentary. There was two of that them, was good. but, but was the thirty good. for thirty one. Uh, no, the Netflix one was the better one because uh, it really dug into like their touring and the the heights of it and the low of it. It was really really. There was two. Right. There was the Netflix one and there was a 30 for 30. I watched both of them, uh, but the Netflix one was a lot better. 
and it was really well done and it actually got me into like listening like where are these people and doing and i think that's what a good documentary does as well is if you're kind of getting nostalgia about stuff that you watched and you're kind of finding out more about it of wondering where they were and i kind of there's podcasts and all this other stuff and a bunch of shady stuff behind the scenes uh that was going on and people taking money and people abusing steroids like you would imagine and all this other stuff so that that was uh that was the documentary of the year for me senator album of the year oh man this was this was a tough one for me um there's a lot of good albums that came out this year. Originally, I was going to come on here and based off a of recency bias, bias, I was going to say uh, Chris Brown's 1111. But I had to really stop and think about what all the albums that came out this year. And I am actually going to go with the Killer Mike Michael album. I think that that album was an amazing album. And I think with the whole him funding it himself mm-hmm. and ending up paying a million dollars more just for the production and and tune because he wanted it to be his Magna Carta. You really heard that when you listened to that album. It was his best album in his career. And he's had some really good career, uh, really good albums in his career. But I'm going to go with the Killer Mike Michael album. Yeah, you put me onto that and it was really good. Um, Dev? Another great Dave cameo, actually. I love how everyone's like, yeah. dude, he's like hella smart. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go to Atlanta and not have Killer Mike and Usher. Yeah. And Rick Ross. Like, how did they do Atlanta for three seasons and not have either of them on it? I know, right? In that episode, I was really expecting Luda. Um, I digress, <laughs> though. Um, Went to the Falcons favorite... games instead. Yeah, my favorite album of the year is by a band called Military Gun. And it's called Life Under the Gun. Uh, kind of the reemergence of like, it's not Screamo, it's not Alexis on Fire, uh, but they're cousins, more or less. I like it. Uh, Adam? I'm with the senator. I was talking about Michael, killing Mike a lot. Um, mostly because he got uh, like the only verse from Andre 3000 in like, decades so and then he went uh, pretty happy with that um <laughs> as people that listen to the rundown know i kind of turned into abe simpson don't really listen to new music as much anymore uh but there was one album that really stuck out to me and that was metro booming the spider-verse soundtrack uh that was just phenomenal uh just that that i mean that's one of the best albums of this year period already in the first place but we don't have good enough soundtracks anymore. Like, I really do miss the day when we had good soundtracks. It sounded even more like Abe Simpson yelling at Cloud as added to the meme earlier. Uh, but I really don't think we have good I enough miss soundtracks. The days when... uh, and it's 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 a real f- and Devin and I had the debate of what Spider Verse soundtrack was better. I think I talked to you about this too, Senator. And man, the first one's got Sunflower, but this one just bought top to bottom. I think the yeah. booming one is the better one. The- She's more consistent. Yeah. The one problem that I, the only reason why I wouldn't put that as the album of the year was because I think Metro Boomin's actual album was better than the Spider Verse one. Yeah. And that yeah, both came out this year, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Artist of the year. And that's where I did go with Metro Boomin. Uh, mm-hmm. I was going to go with Morgan Wallen. I have briefly heard some of his stuff. 
And I'm not a big country fan, but this guy just seemed to fucking be everywhere. Maybe it's because we're in Alberta. Maybe that's why. But he just seems to be like literally everywhere. But I did go with Metro Booming for my artist of the year. Senator? Uh, there's a really sick uh, Kali Park remix of Last Night by Morgan Wallen. I, I like that because it keeps me DJing the same way, but still be able to fit in some country music without it feeling like country music. So I like nice. that. Um, but for my male artist of the year, it was a tough one because originally I was going to go J. Cole because I think J. Cole just bodied everything that he was on this year. Mm-hmm. Specifically the Drake album. Oh, yeah. That, that was not even fair. But I'm honestly just going to still stick with my thing of Usher because Usher did release a couple good singles this year. Plus, like I said, the residency was was going crazy like there's nothing but videos about his residency so i think this was a good year for him leading into what's going to be next year which would be his album release and then a tour so nice i'm gonna i'm gonna go with usher for this one dev andre 3000 i love it no and i I, I mean this like fairly sincerely for okay. an individual who we thought we knew so well Mm-hmm. Uh, for him to basically be the artist he always was, but just subverting expectations and us following along with him. Now, whether or not you like the album's up to you, but this guy's always been an artist. And he, did, he did what artists do, which is change who they are. Mm-hmm. He did that. And I have nothing but respect for a guy like that who knows exactly where he is in life. Uh, and the funny I- thing to you, Devin, just to add to that point, is that a lot of people don't know that he did a lot of flute work on a lot of al- hip-hop albums. So did, then yeah. when he this did. came out, that's when people started to recognize that he actually does do this. He played flute on the Everything Everywhere All at Once soundtrack, too. Yep. Uh, yeah. Adam? Um, I went with an artist that uh, I was just seeing everywhere, too, and it's uh, Larry June. Larry June had like a big year in rap and he was in everything. And I just love his ad lib, like, hey, 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 hey. It's great. And like every time I hear that on a song, like I'm excited to hear it. So Larry June. He had a really good he had a really good year. I think he put he had a two, couple albums, I think, too. Yeah, a couple collab albums. One with Alchemist that was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, in now. Again, not into not don't listen to as much new music anymore. So these are all Check out Larry suggestions June. to listen to. But Senator, sir, Senator gave me the Killer Mike was my runner-up, so I'm always up to listen to new stuff. Actually, my male artist of the year, I'm changing it. It's the Senator for DJing and putting these sick mixes <laughs> that you can find everywhere. I appreciate everyone that listened to that uh, Just Dance one because I think a lot of people thought that the Just Dance mix was going to be like top 40 type stuff but it was it like old school old school hip-hop club bangers yeah so if you haven't had a chance to check that out soundcloud.com slash the senator uh i i would think this would be a uh a swift or a sweep whatever you want to say but you know go with whatever else you want my female artist of the year is taylor swift i don't think i need to go into all the reasons why dev if you're a football fan maybe yoko swifto <laughs> 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 yes, that's that's the correct answer. Um, yeah. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Although, although, can I say one thing really quickly? Of course. 
not the artist of the year, but deserves an immense amount of recognition is Tracy Chapman after the country cover of Fast Cars and her uh-huh. her being nominated in the Songwriter Hall of Fame for that 30 years, basically after it had come out. First black woman to do so. Um, about damn time. Hell yeah. Uh, Senator. Um, I know Taylor Swift is supposed to be the answer. But I am honorable mention to Missy Elliott for making it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That to me, I think that is well deserved. But yeah. I am, I would not be me, and I will not refuse. I refuse to get canceled on Fresh Take Network or anywhere else that I record podcasts if I did not say Beyonce for putting out a house album, going on tour, pretty much competing, doing competing on the same level that Taylor Swift was as an older, older woman. And also had, I think she had hip surgery and still was performing like crazy, like she was. So I'm going to go with Beyonce for that one. It's beehive. It's 50 Swift beehive. Or are you going to go against the grind, Adam? <laughs> uh, yeah, neither of these were even remotely on my list. <laughs> um, I'm not into either of them. I actually was thinking about but it was a more recency bias someone i was listening to a lot of at the end of the year was sexy red um yeah, she was on. awesome this year um, but i'm gonna go you might be a wrestling go with the yeah but i'm not gonna pick sexy red and i'm gonna okay. pick ice spice ice I mean, spice it, had it's the a best, good pick the best year. year um and just for that one verse on boys of liar part two and that alone makes it artist of the year uh, biggest music story again. I'm going to be boring. It was Taylor Swift, the movie, the concerts, NFL. It was Taylor Swift. Dev, agree. Yeah. Uh, Adam, I thought about Tory Lanes. No, being yeah. the biggest story of the year, but I'm going to do Andre 3000. His biggest story of the year. Yeah, the comeback, the Killer Mike, Killer Mike interview after his album drops, and he's like. Yeah, Andre 3000's got a new album coming out. And then, like, the internet, like, exploded. And then it was like, oh, I was just kidding. And then it was like, oh. And then, like, months later, it's like, actually, he does have an album coming out. And it's like, oh, but it's just Ocarina songs from Legend of Zelda. Amazing. And everybody's like, okay. But, yeah, Andre 3000 was the man this year. And he's in this Uh, great film called Showing Up. Yes. He acted in it. Uh, Senator, your biggest music story. Um, I was gonna go the Tory one too, but I am gonna choose BG being released from prison oh, after after twelve so years. So I'm gonna go BG making a home and dropping an album with Gucci Man. Mm. Mm-hmm. He had a couple big tracks this year too that he was on. Yeah, that I was listening um... to a lot of. Next up is best video game performance. So this is like best acting or obviously voiceover in a video game performance. Adam? Um, I always forget the guy's name, Christopher something. Yeah. Um, and he's the guy who does Kratos. And yeah. I know God of War didn't come out this year, but God of War DLC just it came sure out. Did. So I'm giving it to him. Dev? Yeah, that one really stands out to me. Notably because of his speech at the Game Awards as well. Um, Call of Duty. 
Yeah, that's uh, I think that's the easiest answer. Yeah. What's his name? Christopher Judge. Christopher Judge. Christopher Judge. But also importantly, him bowing out of any kind of God of War prequels for respect of the actor who played them in like the PS2, PS3 era. Yeah. Uh, mine was Laurie Reffenroll, who played Spider-Man slash Peter Parker in Spider-Man 2, who was unbelievable and one of the better spo- uh, Peter Parker. Probably my favorite Peter Parker for a voiceover since the Fox Spider-Man. It maybe had surpassed him. I don't think anyone is as far as the voiceover Peter Parker had gotten to the level that that guy got to, but he he might be him. And then Josh Keaton, who played it in uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, is pretty high as well for me. But I'll go with Yuri. Uh, Senator? I didn't play much video games, so I would say I was going to skip this one. But I'm just going to go with the person who played himself, and that is John Cena. There you go. In WWE 2K. Yeah. Um, best game of the year. Senator, I'll let you go first. I only play a few games. So as much as I hate this game and as much as it frustrates me to the fullest when I play this game, 2K. NBA 2K. NBA 2K. Yeah. Adam. Um, yeah, I didn't play a lot of newer games this year because my PlayStation was fried. Uh, but when I did get my PlayStation back, uh, I got the PlayStation Network back, and there was a free game that came out that month, and I downloaded it on a whim, and I've been playing it like crazy, and it's Power Washer Simulator. Nice. And it is actually <laughs> so amazing. Like, I've been pl- I probably... I probably put in like 30 hours in this game. It's in the PSN. Like, no joke. It's on PSN Plus, I believe, isn't it? Yeah, that's why I got it because it was free. Yeah, on, I, gotta, I got my I gotta do this PS Plus. And it's literally just a first-person shooter where there's a dirty-ass thing in front of you and you have to clean it. And oh, there's yeah. no time limit. There's no like – there's like you get money when you finish something and then you can buy better guns. But then you just like change the nozzles and you like crouch down and you like. So is it kind of like an around. Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley, like relaxing type of game in a way? It's super real. And the sound yeah. is just like. Sh- it's a cozy it's game. Like, cozy uh, it's game, so yeah. good. It's so good. I feel they like have... that. that's the oh, definition sorry, sorry. of an Adam pick. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. That's one of my favorite picks so far. Uh, Dev, where are you going with game of the year? Uh, you got to give the people what they want. It's Baldur's Gate 3. Whether or not I'll ever play it, I mean, of course, the answer is probably no. But um, the fact that such a large game released and it just worked, yeah. And there was it. It was a news story that there was no controversy surrounding this game. Yeah, uh, that is the game of the year for most. I'm going to go off a game I played, but I think for most, Matrix, what Baldur's Gate did, it was amazing. My, I played a lot of games. This is probably the most new games I've played in a year. Um, and I've had some disappointing ones we'll get to maybe in worst of. But my game of the year is Super Mario Wonder. Uh, this was, it's everything you want from a Mario game. And if it's the last, I mean, I guess the Donkey Kong Mario game is coming out in 2024. But if it's the last platformer that's on the Switch, and the Switch has had a run of tremendous games, it is the, it is the, love sequel of super mario world that we never really got we got yoshi's island but this is the the spiritual successor to super mario world that we never really got 
adding the Wonder Flower added an entirely new thing to a Mario game. And the Bowser fight at the end is great. Everything about it is great. It's it's Mario at, at its finest. And, you know, if you have a partner or a friend or whoever, it's the co-op on it is absolutely fun as well. My only downfall with it is they added the elephant Mario, and it's just the best thing ever because yeah, you don't okay. want any like, other power-up. You just want elephant Mario every single time. I do like the drill. The drill one's not bad. But elephant Mario is just oh, so Elephant much. Mario is the freaking best, yeah. Um, best console of the year. I'll just go quick. I did PS5, Adam. I put Switch. I played a lot of Switch this year, mostly because my PlayStation was dead. Yeah. Uh, Dev? PS5 because I finally got one and yeah. I'm blown away by it. I'm blown away. Like I just played Astro's Playroom when I got it, first oh, yeah. PS5 only game. And I'm blown away by what they've introduced and in, in what you hold in your hands. I remember when Adam when he first got his PS and he's like, when I got mine, he's like, You're gonna love Astro's Playroom. I'm like, really? And then you play Astro's Playroom, I'm like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's a greatest introduction game. It's like um, another little big planet, basically. Yeah, it's like a much. little big planet entry senator uh of course it's gonna be my ps5 i have i got i got maybe like three months after it came out and i refuse to play anything else so biggest gaming story of the year i'll go first in this to me there's a lot i think Devin, you talked about a lot of the best of games uh, so i'm interested in your mine was the microsoft and blizzard activision all that finally happening and there was a lot of give and take of what could Go for COD on PlayStation and a bunch of antitrust stuff. It was a whole mess, but it finally finished off. And it's one of the biggest mergers that we've seen in gaming history. Dev? Uh, my my heart says GTA 6, but I feel like the rise of these incomplete games that I mentioned earlier with the day before. Yeah. Gollum. Only it happened like four more times with the Gollum game, the King Kong Gollum. game uh redfall like we've seen an uptick in the list of the worst games of all time is can like basically being rewritten every other week right now yeah you could say this was one of the best years in gaming and one of the worst years in gaming well it's exactly what's happening to or what happened to tv and movies with the advent of streaming was we cut out basically all the mid-level shows and movies or those $60 million movies, for example, or those shows that went for three or four seasons. And now you have to be a billion-dollar movie or you have to spawn a franchise or both. Yeah. Then what's your biggest gaming story? Uh, I'm going to go with GTA 6. I think it's been, yeah, it's just been rumored for too long and finally got a trailer, like an actual trailer. So... Yeah, GTA 6. Adam? Yeah, that I already said it back when we were doing gaming moments, GTA 6. Yeah. I have like two series that I'll just blindly be excited for and get anything, and it's anything GTA and anything God of War. So I've never really played GTA ever. I've played Red Red Dead, and I love Red Dead. And I was like, I don't even give a shit. I'm buying that, that GTA. It looks amazing. <laughs> Dev's kind of, Dev, you're not a big GTA person, but even you're like, yeah, I'm probably going to play that. <laughs> In three generations of GTA Five, yeah. so it's yeah. crazy. It's time. The that is gonna have the biggest mass sales I think of any entertainment property ever within I think forty eight hours. GTA Five already holds that record. I I see no reason why GTA Six shouldn't. It's gonna break it fast. 
Uh, all right. Best movie fiction category. Adam. This is genre movie, right? So genre like outside movies. of the, the realm. Yeah. I already yeah. talked about fingernails a little bit. It's really awesome on Apple Plus. Um, but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my boy Nicolas Cage on this <laughs> podcast. And Dream Scenario is so good. It's this super weird, like paranormal type story um, about a regular guy who starts showing up in everybody's dreams. And of course, it's Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And uh, it's it's not perfect and it has a few fall a few flaws, but I still really like for what it like really tried to hit. It, it's super fun. It's on my list when it comes to streaming. Uh, Senator. Uh. Honestly, to tell you the truth, I think that I'm going to skip this one just because I did not really watch any movies this year. Uh, okay, I'll go for Dev. Uh, I'll go Barbie. Wick. You watch Barbie? Barbie? That's comedy. I didn't watch. I didn't actually watch it. I was. I literally just DJed what? right beside the movie theater. So the I saw. Huh? You're the only uh, person that's seen Barbie. I know, right? Mine. Uh, mine for this one is John Wick. Just, I mean, holy shit! It, it it's really rare you have a fourth movie. In a, in a movie series that could be the best of that. And I mean, when the Oscars come, obviously it's not going to be nominated for best movie, but I'm really interested for the cinematography and everything else that goes with it. I, I would I would be shocked if we walk away from the Oscars and say that John Wick is not an Oscar winning movie for some of the set pieces, costume design and all that, because it all kind of came together so masterful, uh, master fully in this uh this film dev what what did they do at the oscars last year wasn't there like best fan moment yeah and they had, and then, and on they had it? the stupid like Zack Snyder movie one yeah um maybe they'll have that this year maybe my german nightclub scene can get some love yeah but then they'll probably have like yeah something like a bad marvel like uh, anyways like the fucking modok probably wins it <laughs> dev Damn. Uh, I completely forgot John Wick 4 came out this year, but it did occupy a really big part of my life for about a month there. Um, I, it, aren't, aren't John Wick movies action movies? Therefore, they're kind of not genre movies? Well, genre is covering everything here. It's sci-fi, sure. adventure, okay. and action. Yeah. Okay. You mean, yeah, you mean not, not comedy, not drama, basically. Not comedy, not drama, not yeah. horror. Oh, no, horror is in that. Horror is genre uh, for sure. Okay. Horror, okay. Horror has very, yeah, okay. Um, horror has its own comedy uh, category for us. There's probably tons of, of instances I'm forgetting, but I'm going to go back to the North American premiere of an anime movie called Suzume, which was made by the guy who made Your Name. Mm. And that's like basically if Miyazaki is the Spielberg or the Walt Disney of anime, this guy is like the scorsese if you will so what's it called though susan may i never got to see that one i really wanted to uh, i like your name best comedy i'll be quick i want barbie dev yeah why not cool. senator you're gonna pass i don't know if you guys consider this comedy but i was dying of laughter the entire time while watching it and so i'm choosing cocaine bear Yep, that's comedy. That is comedy. 100% that's comedy. Um, Adam? 
I'll save that for my worst. Of yeah, the me, year. Too. <laughs> me too. But, me too. um, yeah, Barbie doesn't get any love from me really on this awards, but I did really like it. Uh, and I want to mention Blackberry. Comedy was bad this year. Bad. Comedy. Uh, there were some good ones. I'm gonna say Blackberry, or I'm not gonna say, but I want to talk about Blackberry because it was way better than it had any right to be like a corporate Canadian like biopic um but it was so funny and so unique for a, for like a a biopic um but my favorite comedy of the year is poor things and it's just i just saw it like last week and it immediately made it as like top 2 movies of the year and it's it's so funny it's so dark it's so deadpan um it's just like anything yorgos lanthimos does is just like perfection with me somebody's asking me like rank all the yorgos movies and it's like i can't like they're all top they're all like equally they're all different but they're all so good in their own way does uh does emma stone have the belt as the best actress alive right now uh that's a tough call this year we'll talk about that later yeah when we get to uh, best horror movie i picked scream six i didn't see a lot of horror unfortunately this year but scream six was great and who knows when we're going to get another Scream movie now after all the drama that happened in the Scream franchise this year. So I'll go with Scream 6. Which the, I got. One of the lead producers dropped out too, right? Everybody dropped out. Everyone's gone. Yeah, it's a, it's an absolute mess. And you know, for Scream 6 to be as good as it was and to continue to be as good as it was, as, even with Saw too. Saw being as good as it was still too. Like These franchises that keep on chugging along. It wasn't the same with The Exorcist, which we'll get to in the horror. But some of these genres... Uh, these uh, long time franchise and horror are chugging along. It's still putting out great films, and that's why I picked Scream. Adam, um, Scream is good. I had it on my list too. Um, I need a ruling on this one, but is Godzilla minus one a horror? It's by definition, on IMDb and Letterbox, it's horror. So, yep, that's pretty weird to me, but I'm gonna go with it just because it was a really good movie, and I want to include it somewhere in here. And it's it's way better than any of the American, and I don't hate the American ones that just came out, but like it's just so different and just like takes it more seriously. And the Godzilla stuff is is so cool. Yeah, uh, Senator, I don't watch horror, so yeah. you can skip me on this one. Yeah, Dev, I think you're the same way. You don't really watch horror either, right? Well, insert random a twenty four movie that I saw trailers of, or actually, there's a few that I like. I do occasionally run into horror movies with a certain group of friends uh to touch on adam's point godzilla means something different across the pond than it does over here and they treat it very differently and they're trying to tell a very, very different story so that would make a lot of sense why it would be a horror movie because it's an analogy for the proliferation of uh nuclear power and things like that but i didn't watch i don't think i've watched a single horror movie this year uh i'm sure i would miss five or ten that people would be like how could you forget about it was not blah 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 thing. so uh, no it's not even not my thing it's just like i don't i didn't get a chance to watch any in you know september october as i normally would best drama dev succession movie <laughs> if i stitched the first four episodes of succession together <laughs> <laughs> um oppenheimer I know that's flawed. I know that it's not perfect, uh, but there's some. There's three or four performances in there that just carry the whole goddamn thing. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Senator. It was between two for me. So I'm going to highlight one and then I'm going to choose the other one. So the one that I'm going to highlight is Creed three. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that I'm going to choose is a man named Otto with Tom mm-hmm. Hanks. Okay. Mm. Nice. I heard that was good as a remake of the Swedish movie, right? Yeah. I I really liked the movie. I think I watched it and I don't really watch movies, but I watched it, I think three times this year. So yeah. Uh, this one was a tough for me. I I I did like Air, but to not have Adam throw me out a window next time he sees me. I like <laughs> <it>. <laughs> uh, and there was there was something that defined under the drama category that I did like more, and that was Blackberry. That is defined as a drama, and it probably you know won't get as much love come Oscar season as it deserves. But I got a chance to see this on a plane. Um, on my way on my flight home and man it's masterful it's it's one of the best films i've seen this year and one of the best performances that's not going to get talked about is glenn horton who i've only really seen in always sunny and i think he did one thing in fargo the first season so i've only seen him in comedic roles so to have him amped up to 11 but in a serious role and be this much of an asshole and a different asshole than he is in sunny it's it's really good and my boy uh from youtube sue young made his uh live action debut in this movie as well I have a story about Blackberry. I went to see it at the Chilliwack Film Festival and I got to meet the director. He was there too. And so he told some pretty wild stories about Blackberry uh, making it. But one in particular was that when they were making it, they needed to have shots of people like typing on the, like texting on the Blackberry. And nobody on the set could like, none of their fingers could work fast enough like because nobody was used to blackberry yeah um and so they were struggling and but jay baruchel like the lead guy in it he has a has had a blackberry he just replaced it like two years ago and he's had a blackberry since the beginning and so he was the only guy that knew how to do it and so any scene where you see a close-up of someone texting it's him it's his hands that's texting. amazing yeah that's why you get wild. these great pop-up video level things from adam um <laughs> Adam, your best drama. Um, best drama was a no-brainer for me this year, and it's Past Lives. Um, Past Lives is just this subtle, sad, romantic movie that fits in the wheelhouse of like before sunrise, before sunset, um, Columbus, like those style movies of like two people just roaming and talking about life and love and loss and everything. And it's so good. It's crazy that it's like a first time feature film. It's yeah. it's so good. And the one actress in there, she's from the morning show, and she's really good in this. And she's okay in the morning show, but I've heard how good she is in past lives. Is that Greta Lee? I believe so, yeah. She I don't know morning show, but don't you don't need to know morning show. Stay away. <laughs> uh best TV actor, Dev. Jeremy Strong. Jeremy Strong pick um senator best tv actor this year i was gonna go john ham because he was the best thing for the the morning show show. (laughs) but i am not choosing that i am choosing another john and i'm going with john c Riley for his portrayal of dr bus in winning time yeah there we go my jam getting a little bit of love 
biggest disaster of a cancellation this year. That Screw is you, an HBO. absolute fact. You should be ashamed of yourself, HBO. Um, my best act, TV actor, Succession. I love it, but there was one performance that was above everything. Is Jeremy Allen White in the Bear? Then there's a lot, and there's cameos in the Bear we didn't pick either. Like there's a lot of, it, it was between him and Cousin uh, for male actor for TV this year, but I give it to Jeremy Allen White. He's absolutely tremendous, and I can't wait to see him in Iron Claw. Adam? Yeah, I was going to say the other Jeremy. It's Jeremy Allen White. He he just, like, elevates the bear so much. Um, I know he, I never really watched Shameless, but I know he was, like, he was a pair, yeah. pretty big actor in that and pretty good, but this really put him on that, like, next level. And uh, he's, yeah, and now he's in everything, too. He was so good in The Bear this year. Uh, movie actor, Devin. Not up and coming, but just... This is the best out. performance and... The best performance you saw this year. Uh, might be RDJ and Oppenheimer. That's mine, too. Yeah, I thought it was RDJ. And... You're stealing all my overrated stuff from the next show. <laughs> <laughs> hey my my breadth is not as uh wide as yours so i have to go with what everybody saw which usually for you is overrated i i would just say you know for rdj for us um you know we saw him so long as iron man kill that role and it's it you know even as me as, an, as a marvel fan or as a superhero fan we knew how good rdj was as an actor so it's nice to see him in a film like oppenheimer again and get to show how good of an actor he is so he got an opportunity to show again how good he is, not just as Iron Man, but as being the actor Robert Downey Jr. And that's why I had him in it for my best actor performance this year. Senator? Um, honestly, not going to lie to you. I am going to choose Tom Hanks because I do like a man named Otto. But it was a very tough one because I had to choose between him and Jason Biggs. <laughs> or the classic movie, which is Best Christmas Ever. But I'm gonna go. Oh my god! Hanks. Amazing, amazing. Adam, um, it's pretty funny that I'm gonna say this guy <clears throat> is a better actor than Robert Downey Jr. But it's uh, Zac Efron. Um, Zac Efron, uh, best performance this year. I heard, I heard he was. He, he's in a movie where it has um, Harris Dickinson from. Um, Triangle Sadness, I forget the dad, uh, Jeremy Allen White, and they're all like MJF, like seamless actors that like they don't have to try and they're amazing. And Zach Efron really has to try, but he does and he like puts everything into it his body transformation, his wrestling skills, everything. And it like holds that movie together because it's all about him and he's, he's great in it. Let, let me ask you this really quick, Adam. So, you know, Robert Patterson, he came out of Twilight. And it was like, Robert Patterson. Eh. But then now he's, oh shit, Robert Patterson's in that. I'm going to watch it. Could this be that movie for Zac Efron? Maybe. It might put him up there. Um, But it is kind of like, it's a very specific role, yeah. I think, too. He really worked for. He's Carrie, right? Maybe he could have some more like it. Um, But like, he I don't know. Eric? He's Kevin. He's Kevin. Okay. Who's Carrie? Carrie is Jeremy. Okay um but uh yeah it could it could be one that definitely puts him to that next level i don't know if he can like carry it over because i don't know if he's actually that good of an actor but he's that good of an actor here is yeah. what i'm saying shouts to chavo then 
Shuffle yeah. it out of them. Uh, we're getting down the stretch here. Movie actress, Adam. Yeah, this is where I'm going to talk about Emma Stone. Yeah. Because Emma Stone this is, my, this is my pick too. the best actress this year. Although, caveat, because I just watched Killers of the Flower Moon, and Lily Gladstone is definitely going to win the Oscar this year. And her performance should not be understated. And she's amazing. And she she outacts Leo in every single scene. And she's so wow. good in it. And that movie is a much more important and and uh, like a movie that everyone needs to see versus Poor Things. So when she wins, it's worth it. But Emma Stone in Poor Things just does everything. And she's like just so great in it. Like she's so funny in it. Everything, everything she does in it is just fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen Poor Things. I've seen enough clips of stuff and just anything Emma Stone touches right now. I think she's the goat right now as far as lead actresses uh i i margo had a good year as well and barbie she was great but right now i think emma anything she touches she's the best part of the curse it's not even fucking close um so i'm gonna go with emma stone as well dev what i've heard i think it's gladstone but i don't have a lot to back it up yet you can go with mm -hmm. it i'm fine with it yeah she's just she runs that movie she runs killers of the fire moon like it's all and, about her and everything she's in is just like so strong and senator you know what you guys brought up some great great uh oh no movies and stuff but i am going to go with the one that held down the christmas movie don't do it Graham? don't no i'm going <laughs> with tracy ellis ross Thank you. okay Oh, Candy Cane Lane. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tracy Ellis Ross because she was the only reason why I kept watching that movie. So for me, <laughs> I'm giving her my best actress because, yeah, I would, I was ready to quit that movie five minutes in. Uh, next up, we go to TV actress Devin. <laughs> well, we already kind of mentioned her as Breakout. It's, uh, Ao out of beery, yeah, it's mine too. She's she's just she. Second, second though is uh, Sarah Snook. Sarah, Sarah Snook second for me as well. Yeah, Adam. Um, I had Ali Wong here for a little bit. I thought about uh, third for me. Dominique Fishback from uh, Swarm was like amazing. Uh, but again, it's Emma Stone is winning all the awards for me. Yeah, man, she's the, the curse. She's the best part of the curse. She's uh she's not the best nobody's the best part i keep thinking about that a lot and i was not like this is everything i want in a show it's nathan fielder it is the most adam Safety bros it's a24 it's emma stone um and i didn't like the first episode or even the second episode i was kind of like okay where's this going but now i'm on like episode eight and it's like yeah it's just so subtly funny and emma stone is like just like everything she does is hilarious and and like just unhinged it's great I give her credit too because she could have just gone the rom-com route and i thought maybe she would have for a bit and she just makes these really interesting decisions like you talked about uh mm -hmm. with everything with poor things and with the curse that just worked out for her and had she made her be really good this year so double to emma stone is not the wrong pick senator best tv actress i'm going with quinta brunson nice. from abbott's elementary i like it 
Very good. Uh, we'll have to do uh, Abbott's pod when that Abbott comes back because I'm ready. I I love me some Abbott's Elementary. Uh, so spoilers. TV show of the year, Devin. I think we're on the same page. Definitely. Yeah. Succession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've said everything we can about it, so we can move on. Senator, your TV show of the year. TV show of the year. This is a tough one, but I am going to go. Originally, I was going to go NXT because it is has the most dangerous parking lot and everything like that. We've talked about this on the wrestling pod. So yeah. I'm going to go a different That's way. Wrestling. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go a different way. So I'm going to go with the show that keeps me locked in all the time, the original series of Love Island. So Love Island UK. Love Island UK. I've never seen a show put on 63 episodes consecutively and people tune in for all of it. So, yeah, Love Island UK. Amazing. Uh, Adam? Um, For me, it was The Bear this year. That was my runner-up. We haven't really talked about it too much, but um, well, I've given it the acting flowers. The whole the whole season is great, but two episodes in particular on total opposite end of, end of the spectrum is the Marcus episode when he goes to Denmark. Yep, it's like this amazing like slow introspective episode that just like you get really in this guy's head about process and life, and then the Christmas episode is just like like insane anxiety Dude, what about forks you forgot about forks what was the forks the one with cousin, cousin. by himself oh yeah, yeah. but I, I like these two better and the christmas one is like you were oh, talking christmas about christmas. how Cameos. succession is so is so good because yeah. it's like showing the trauma that these people have gone through and makes them the people they are today that yeah. episode did all of that in oh, yeah. one episode it just showed you everything you know about all these characters in like a pressure cooker and it's so intense. It's so good. I, I had a major toothache and I was waiting to go to the dentist and I watched that episode. And it I think it added to the pain of that toothache because of the stress <laughs> the that, that episode teeth. gave me. Yeah, it was a fucking stressful episode. Um, Movie of the year. We will do Adam last because Adam is the movie guru. Senator. Um, I'm going to go with one for me that kind of just closed out the entire chapter which I appreciated, which to me was also one of the best movies out of all of this genre that came out. So I'm going with Guardian of the Galaxy Volume 3. Really good movie. The best thing Marvel did this year. Yeah. But, but not it's not even close after the way that What If finished. Is Kurt Russell in that? Uh, no, but he is in What If. Hmm. Unfortunately. Love Kurt Russell. Uh, Devin? Flash. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, Good joke. That'll be on our worst of show. I think Oppenheimer is going to win a lot of awards. Unironically, I apologize, Adam. Uh, therefore, I think it's my safe gambling bet for to be movie of the year. That's That's yours? Uh, my movie of the year is Across the Spider-Verse. No, nothing's moved me the way that movie did. Uh, I think we're in a year where, and I, I was listening to a discussion, I think it was on the Ringerverse podcast, but there will be serious consideration when the Oscars make their nominees 
of Boy and the Heron and Across the Spider-Verse to potentially be included in the 10 this year because of how amazing both films are. And we've only, I think we've, I think there's been like four all-time animated movies put into that. Like Toy Story was there, Beauty of the Beast, um, Spirited Away in there? No. No, none of his movies have been in there? I think Up was maybe. Up was, yeah. Up was the other one. And Lion King. Um, But they were saying like, hey, this is a really good movie year, but both Boy and the Heron and and Across the Spider-Verse both are two of the, you know, they could be in the top five, top three, top ten for most people. They have a chance to go rough. But everything across the Spider-Verse, just everything hit. Story, music, style, it voice acting. Like, there's it, there's not a real blemish on that film to me, other than the people that were upset that they didn't know it was part one of part two. That seems like the only thing that people really complained about was that, oh, and, I didn't know the movie was ending. And the potential trans stuff. Yeah, but we, we welcome yeah. that and we support that here, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Cross Spider Verse is my movie of the year. Adam. Good picks, except for Oppenheimer. (laughs) I think you're right. I think you're right about everything though, Dev. And that's exactly why I'm picking it. Like I I know that my knowledge this year is really lacking. And I and I know that there are movies that I will eventually watch due to accessibility and time issues that will change my opinion. But when you think when I when you try to think of how the Academy thinks, I think Oppenheimer wins a lot of it. Ryan Gosling wins best song. Boy in the Heron wins because it's like a it's a send off for Miyazaki. That's just you know we've seen we've seen these kinds of things time and time again. Yeah. So you're right. You're right. Yeah. By the way, but Peach yeah. is getting robbed. <laughs> Fuck you, Ryan Gosling. You ruined my dream of seeing Jack Black perform at the Oscars. That's bullshit. Um, my favorite. Film of the year. Drum roll. Is what? The big, big deal. It's a big deal. came for. Um, I, I saw this one pretty late. I saw it like only a few months ago, but it came out in May. And uh, it's Joaquin Phoenix's greatest movie of the year because he did a couple. Um, but Bo is Afraid is just an amazing beat of a film in terms of what it like tries to accomplish and what it tries to talk about. And the first half of it is in is like a whole like a crazy comedic horror that just like works so well. And it kind of falters a little bit in the second half, but it's really reaching and trying to do some introspective stuff about family traumas and like mother wounds and like all this stuff. And it's just so strong and something I, I know I'll definitely be thinking about 10 years down the road. And that's what gives things like like Bo's afraid it gives him like a notch up for me something I know I'm going to be thinking about for a long time amazing Bo was afraid it's my favorite movie well done uh and then our final category is story of the year I think this is pretty obvious this might be the only one that gets a clean sweep it's the strikes and shutting down everything so that's my pick Dev yeah I found out that I'm very 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 pro studios after these strikes Oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. <laughs> we, we will die. We will deep down to that in the future rundown. How do those boots taste, Ev? Oh man. Hey, I'm taking care of. <laughs> AI's AI's got my job. Uh Adam. Yeah, same. Is the strikes. It's it's the ongoing thing because it's over, but it's not because we're we're still seeing like the remnants of movies getting delayed. 
next year is going to be harder for us at SIF maybe to program some films because nothing was made for six months or so. Yeah. Um, nothing was being touched. So things are delayed even further down the road. So it's the yeah. biggest story. Uh, Senator, are you going to give us a sweep? I actually am not going to give you the sweep. Uh, to me, that was the second biggest story for me. Uh, third biggest story, rest in peace, Matthew Perry. Um, that was up there for me. But the top one for me is Donald Trump's indictments because, mm. because that played a huge factor on him not being able to become president again for Did 2024 it? because we'll they see. have... Hasn't. Yet, well, a few states says that they you can't elect, you can't vote for him, and those are the first one. Yeah, and that is, and that if more states follow suit with that, then he won't be able to have enough uh, votes for it. So I'm going to go with the Donald Trump indictments because he was indicted twice in 2023. Yeah, that's a good one. So there you go. That is the best of pop culture for 2023 here at FTN. Next week, we will have the worst of and our most anticipated, as though as Adam said about this is going to be one of the hardest. It is and it isn't. There is some good stuff coming out next year, but it is a little bit harder for most anticipated than it's been in the past. So look forward to that. Thank you to Senator, Dev, and Adam. I'm Joshua Arbuthnot. Until next time, folks, cheers and enjoy the shows, movies, games, and everything else. Thank you for listening to the Fresh Tape Network. Follow us on social media platforms at Fresh Tape 42.